Mail. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Monday, the 1st of January, 2024. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. Prompt. <laughs> and Robert Kemp. Well, it won't come out till tomorrow. Well, that's true. Well, I mean, it could come out today. I mean, In theory. I mean, I mean, it could, if I could be asked. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> You get your podcast on the second of Jan, people. Actually, well, that might even that might be true. It'll be the end of the second of Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime towards the end of the second of January. How are we feeling about this last? About this year or last hours? year? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right so far. <laughs> I mean, it's all right so far, but what's coming up in this year is probably not going to be great. <laughs> oh, we got the Olympics, man. <laughs> Why? What are you talking about? Did we have the Olympics? Have they reset to the four-year? Yeah, yeah, it's an Olympic year. They didn't continue from the off-Tokyo off no, no, timings. No, they, they went back, so it's, been, it's only been three years since the last Olympics, technically. Doesn't that suck, And it's though? Paris, so not far away, right? No, technically Could not, even, no. Doesn't that suck for the athletes, though? Because like I mean, maybe, they yeah. normally have four years to train. Yeah, a shorter, mm, a shorter true. schedule. But then maybe the athletes that were already trained up for the last Olympics are you know still good. They just but they're it, also maybe, like four easier. years older. <laughs> maybe they like having more opportunities. That that way they're not three years older, not four years older, right? I guess. Because obviously, like the runners and stuff, or at least have their um, you know, the athletics championships still run like all over the world. Mm. Must be annoying if you peak like as an athlete midway between the Olympics. Mm. I'm sure that happens. Oh, it must happen. It must happen. But I, I, there must at this point, like, do you reckon sports science has got this down where it's just like, right, well, we know the Olympics is the big one, so we're like ramping up to it, and it's well, yeah, sure, presumably. Training schedule is is, is planned for this for this moment. But then I bet a lot, of, a lot of athletes don't actually, you know, know they're not going to achieve at the at the Olympics. So it's like, that's no, fine. We'll just we'll just use it as part of your training to 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 do well elsewhere. Well, maybe, but not really, because like in order to even qualify to go to the Olympics, you have to win a bunch of stuff. Usually, or <laughs> depends on what country or is, is, is it win stuff, or is it like you have to hit like qualifying times? Well, like, that, that too probably. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's up to. Your host company, nation, yeah. Who puts, who puts, company, who, country, your, your company. <laughs> We're not quite in a Corfo environment yet. <laughs> Get in there. And from Microsoft, <laughs> Phil Spencer <laughs> takes the lane number one. I wonder if Mario and Sonic will qualify this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, that would be pretty funny. They release a Marin Sonic at the Olympic Games, but they're just in the crowd, and like all their other, <laughs> all the other people have qualified, like Luigi and all their and tails and that lot. But oh, Sonic be... and Mario just have to like sit in the crowd and commentate. Yeah, they just they <laughs> they're past it at this point. <laughs> like, hang on, Mario wouldn't like traditionally Mario would be, wouldn't commentate because no. right? he couldn't say very much. Sonic would just be doing all the work, unless unless it's Chris Pratt. Well, unless it's new Mario. Yeah. Well, I'm we sure don't. both Mario and Sonic have had jobs as tennis umpires. Yeah, <laughs> literally both. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, but they don't. They don't have to talk like every few seconds, though, do they? Like they have Ma- to say Ma- one Mario doesn't even read the score out when he tennis umpires. He just says break point every now and then. Hmm. 
Actually, no, that's not true. Is he? he does do it? No, he doesn't. He does, do it. He does do it. Fuck service. Yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to remember. Yeah, it took me a while. I, I just remember the number spinning. I don't really remember. But he, yeah, no, he does say it. He does say it. It's coming back to me. I mean, Sonic technically never said it because because the games he unfired tennis in were too old to have voice. Oh, yeah, that's too old to have voice. Yeah, he was, yeah. was in the Game Gear four in one tennis, wasn't he? As the umpire. My main game on the Game Gear. Yeah. Well, you played you played that in, instead of Wimbledon on Game Gear because you had that. As yeah. Well. Oh, I did have Wimbledon. Yeah. I think I probably was young enough that I preferred the more basic one that mm-hmm. was in the four in one pack versus Wimbledon, which was a bit more advanced. I definitely I had some kind of baseball game as well, which I didn't understand because I didn't even know how baseball, baseball works. Yeah. Mm. Does anyone really understand baseball? Does anyone? <laughs> I think I played it? that that game on Dad's game quite a lot. I think yeah. I always understood that at some point. Yeah. In a game <laughs> way, maybe not actually right, understanding yeah. baseball way. No flagrant fouls. <laughs> Not in baseball. <laughs> I would hope not. <laughs> they must have some like obscenely named foul though, like Well, probably, but it's probably not named in that way. It's probably like a just a general behaviour thing, not like a thing that can specifically happen mm. in the way that a foul can in a football derivative. <laughs> you don't normally have reasons to tackle each other in baseball. <laughs> I mean, they do do I the mean, plate do. sliding thing, and yeah. that's like that does have its own rules, but like. and that can sort of result in a tackle-like collision. Yes, obstructing the plate—that's yeah. it. Aggressive plating. I was looking at the uh, Steam Deck, and I saw some people call it the Gabe Gear, which makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think I wonder if you could get a skin that has those little three little color. Yeah, the, 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 the RGB dots. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty cool, actually. But you need a big, chunky, like physical on-off switch on the top that you can turn off and on in That's rage. That's true. I mean, the Steam Deck is suitably massive; like it's mm. <laughs> somewhat Game Gear esque. Yeah, just some kind of like hard battery cut-off switch, like a dock. And it's yeah. like ha, clock. I basically played my Game Gear permanently tethered to the wall socket adapter. Yeah, that was the only way to really do it. The like, batteries, yeah. yeah there's, I mean, it's cool that it was portable but and it had its own screen and stuff, but it, it wasn't a Game Boy. No. Like, you can see why it wasn't... Uh, I mean, it was it was relatively popular in Europe. Europe was kind of its, uh, like, like hotspot. But um, mm. that and the Master System, right? You're like, Europe had a bizarre... Those were popular even when the Mega Drive had come out, right? Like those, they they, they yeah, stuck around. Um, but let's, uh, yeah, you, you just couldn't take it anywhere. I had like a chunky ass battery pack attached. I think I still do. It probably doesn't work attached <laughs> to the back of mine, um, which had like finger grips on it. Actually, yeah, mainly because it was so fat that you kind of had to have yeah, exactly. divots to put your fingers in. Well, I think like this is still that was still the time when mobile phones were literal bricks. Mm. battery yeah it's true and it's like well yeah okay, the Game Gear didn't have that much battery no and I had a fancier screen than any phone I would have saved absolutely even if it was pretty blurry yeah the blur kind of added something to it I don't know yeah it looked, it looked kind of cool and colour yeah decent colour at that. Yeah. it was cool ahead of its time <laughs> 2024, it's the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Game, game, game Gear Revival. 
Yeah. Uh, I've seen like an increasing number of people like off the back of the the, the like was it new era new energy trailer that sega put out at the game awards oh, right. oh like, yeah that one basically saying now's the time sega should get back into hardware and i'm like no <laughs> mm, <laughs> no it's not, not gonna do that. that's a that's a terrible idea <laughs> no yeah that's a real bad unless idea. they want to make a dreamcast mini or something i guess well they've already <laughs> they made like do. genesis minis yeah. they? two of yeah. them um I reckon a drink a Dreamcast Mini might actually need quite a bit of power. Yeah, it wouldn't. It would just be a, a small fact, form factor Dreamcast, basically. Yeah. It wouldn't actually be a, like a better circuitry or anything at this point. No, well, you'd have to build it basically the same, just a little bit smaller. Yeah, the, the emulation hardware would need to actually be like relatively, you know, beefy enough to manage it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's doable. I don't actually know. I don't, I don't, I'm not, not really sure what the efficiency of Dreamcast emulation is like, but I heard it's pretty good if you're on a. Oh yeah, well, I mean my PC can do it. Like, yeah. it's, um, but it's uh, my PC is getting on a bit now. But it's. I mean, clearly, if they're going to make another mini, you want to do a Saturn mini, obviously. Get all those yeah. games that no one ever got to play. <laughs> sure, mm. and focus on the good ones, like all the the, the like the Saturn's two D classics. Like, get Capcom on board so they can put their fighting games out and stuff. You know, all the. Well, that's the thing, isn't isn't the state of Dreamcast emulation actually a lot better than the state of Saturn emulation in terms. Well, yeah, yeah. I thought more people had access. To them. Yeah, Saturn's a more complicated platform, um, but just in terms of its electronics. But like, I think they're getting. I think that's like come along like come along quite far in the last couple of years. Hmm. Like Saturn, Saturn's getting there. Of course, you can emulate most of these things on the Steam Deck as well. Sure, so that's not a bad option. Probably can't play a uh, Rogue Squadron or Dolphin on a Steam Deck. No, that's, that's probably too. What if you could do that on Zach's PC? Oh yeah, I, I reckon Zach's would be a bit of muscle for it. Power through all the audio problems or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a little too much for my PC. Um, I think it's like it's you know, single thread power. A little bit is the mm. is, is the sort of bottleneck with emulating GameCube at times. But yeah, those, those Game Gear was cool. I just don't really get into handheld gaming all that much. I don't know since since I've been able to like own my own couch, yeah, <laughs> and exactly. television. It's the like the, like the handheld has been a little bit relegated for me. Yeah, when was your last yeah time of of playing on the handhelds? Was I've it like a DS? Or... <laughs> so well, not yeah. that long ago. It's, it's been pretty recent. That I've actually been using my DS and 3DS. <laughs> mm. Spoilers for later, I suppose. <laughs> but Zach, that's your kind of... You could switch to mobile mode a lot, right? With the Switch, for example. Well, no, not really. Not, no. with, not with the Switch. But I still have my DS, you know, whenever I need to quickly play some theatre rhythm. <laughs> that's <laughs> always right, convenient. Yeah. That's generally the cartridge that stays in there. <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of, like... I don't know. Maybe the need for a handheld will grow as like as as, as Bubba as, as as baby me becomes a little more like I need to be in the room with him at all times, and it's mm. like uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe like because because I guess I'd like handheld at least mod- modern ish handhelds. You can at least just snap it close at any time, and it's like mm. this is this is on on hiatus for a bit, so I can stop him from dying. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it might reach the stage where he's watching kids tv or whatever and you're playing on the 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's, oh, that's, 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 not, that's not exactly responsible parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what happens at my house with my sister's kid is over our house. Yeah, right. Well, not really. Only there's only there's a specific time period where that happens. I guess that's the that's the trick. Or what the root the game routine? Well, no, the, the you're allowed to watch this much TV routine. Mm. In our case, it's like the in, in for. This is a classic sort of joke, I guess. But in our, in our generation, it's like the opposite problem. It's not like you want them to stop watching TV because they're watching too much TV. You don't you just don't want them to watch that shit and do something cooler yeah, like yeah, video yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the TV's been on a lot for for, for Miles, but he's not. Um, you know, it's on most of the time. But uh, yeah, but he's not into it yet. Really. No, he doesn't really pay that much attention. Like, there's some no. stuff where it catches his eye for a moment, and then he's like, "Nah, there's blocks over here. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's blocks over here that are different blocks to the blocks that are in my hand. I must have them." He got far too much stuff for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> far too much stuff. I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's none of it's really bad stuff. I should point out none of, how much of it makes noise. That's the classic problem. A, re- a reasonable amount. Not that he can't make noise with practically anything. No. <laughs> he, he, can, he, he will find a way. He will definitely find a way. Uh, it's quite funny. He was picking he, like one of the things he's got was this like he, he, he likes this like early learning center thing, which is basically like a triangle with circular holes in it. Like, yeah, and, and, he, and then there's these. Like circular in holes. inanimate carbon <laughs> rod looking like <laughs> like insert the control rods. <laughs> yeah, basically. Nuclear engineering for babies. <laughs> it does look a bit like that. Um and in fairness, that's like the most like that that toy is like giving me like the most oh that's the this is the cleverest thing you've done moment so far with him because he's right like, one of the he's rods, capable of doing it somewhat somewhat yeah <laughs> well he realized that one of the rods was missing and searched the room for it picked it up brought it back to the thing and then tried to put it in the hole and it's like oh that's a process you've not yeah. you've not done that before um, some amount of object permanence has happened. yeah exactly <laughs> you've, you've, you've figured out what was missing and then like a day later kicked that Kick that green rod under the couch, so there it will stay. Uh, <laughs> Great. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't searched for it since. <laughs> he, he, he completed his quest. <laughs> but he's not going to be able to repeat the quest. <laughs> no. no grinding. <laughs> he's, still got, he's still got the red and yellow rods to contend with. Uh, you know, it's, he's still got the like physical challenge of actually putting them in the hole. That's a little bit of a. Um, uh, that's a little bit challenging for him. But yeah, he went to all that effort. And so, that, but there's a this there's this wooden hammer that came with that thing <laughs> like a little bit like amy's hammer right like yep. just a proper hammer ass hammer and the good hammer mm. not the shit hammer <laughs> <laughs> yeah did it have the handle hasn't broken yet um yeah you're, you're supposed to whack those things through the thing like I don't, I don't think that's really necessary they're not like there's not that much friction there's a little bit of friction but there's not enough friction to justify a hammer and so well, of course for you maybe maybe you know but so of course he took the hammer up to the glass of the new tv stand and was like an emergency break glass yeah, like, naturally. <laughs> naturally like he hasn't broken it yet but he was trying <laughs> and it's like oh i understand buddy that's where the xbox is i get it <laughs> you want to touch all that shit? yeah he does he wants to, he, no he doesn't want to touch it he wants to lick it he wants to put that all up in his mouth it's because he's already chewed some Xbox sticks. So he's got a taste. He's got the taste. Oh no, <laughs> he's developed an Xbox taste. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's funny. He's got anyway. That was just one of the more 
you know, more interesting things, but like or less noisy things, I suppose. But no, he's got this like xylophone keyboard thing. That's like it's got a xylophone on top, but it's also got keys that you can press that will just hit the xylophone from below. And of course, he just goes bing, bing, bing. <laughs> yep, naturally, quite enjoys that. Uh, <laughs> possibly the most like. Like annoying for us, but not for him. Thing was a like he's 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 he already had a head, shoulders, knees, and toes book that when you pushed a button would play like this sort of like the each individual part. Well, no, it would sort of play this. Um, it had just one button that was like all the way through the book, you know, like one of those. Well, right. And you pushed it, and it would basically play like one verse of head, shoulders, knees, and toes, but in a sort of like gospel band kind of way, like like excessive drum rolls, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but at least it played the whole verse. Which leads me into one of his like he got another book that was a head, shoulders, knees, and toes book. But <laughs> so he like, gave all the one. But and it has the same looking like button thing that you push, and you push it, and in in a xylophone tone, it only plays like head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes, and then stops. And it's like, where's the rest of it, guys? <laughs> and it doesn't continue if you push it again. No. <laughs> well, that's the, the shit version. It really sucks. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's nice because it's only, like, it's shorter. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to hear it as much. But then you hear the same right. thing over and over. Yeah, yeah true. Although, in fact, it's like he did used to just lean on the button on the other book and it would just, like, loop the starting note. It would be like, boom, da, boom, da, boom, da, boom. <laughs> well, that's just a design flaw. You better only start it when you push it and then yeah. that locks the button out early. He's discovering remixing early. <laughs> uh yeah, and he start he's starting to get he's starting to do like the finger point action of being able to push buttons like properly rather than just mash down oh. with your palm. So that's that's kind of interesting. <laughs> to obtain a special dining wand. Yeah, mash, mash the, the keypad, keypad with, with your, your palm. palm now. <laughs> Where's the any key? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fun times. It's fun times in this house at the moment. It means I don't get a lot done. Mm. All this time that you're supposed to have over the Christmas holidays, and it's I've done nothing with it. Nothing. <laughs> Same. It's all eaten. Nothing. It's all. It's a write-off. You can't like make the most of your holiday time. You really can't. I sort of intended on having another go at sorting out the wiring behind the TV. You know, do it a bit. Mm. You know, I'd, I'd done a rush job to get it like functional basically it's like well i mean i can tidy this up i probably need to come up with a new solution for where all the power sockets need to be something like that actually tidy up where the light wires go for the light for the internal lighting uh, so yeah i should probably do that of course like <laughs> i tried doing it while <laughs> like bubble was just roaming free in the living room no one was there as well but like the moment i opened the door he's climbing on my face to get into the <laughs> thing while i'm trying to <laughs> trying to stick these cables to, to the surfaces so they can't be seen and it's like, this isn't really working. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't quite working. Well, here we are in 24, I guess. Do we want to do the news of what's been happening in the past few weeks of 23? <laughs> Not much, thankfully. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not what's a lot. Been going on? Before we do the 2023 year in review and what we've been playing and all that jazz. Yeah. Uh, Let's do news and then review, <coughs> review of the year and then what we've been playing. Which, All right. Uh, I guess we haven't had much time, but we'll see. 
I've had plenty of time. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about everything I played on the last podcast because we ran out of time on that podcast. Yeah, so I got some spillover from and that. We're a little well. delayed with this cast, so yeah, you know, because right. of holidays, uh, you know. And it was a weekend, weekend crimbo. Things happen. Uh, news, news. A twenty four, the sort of art house producers of uh, film bangers such as Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, they're getting involved with Mr. Kojima to make a Death Stranding movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, because often I'm like, hmm, that sounds weird. And then I'm like, A24, oh, it'll definitely be good. Because <laughs> almost everything they do is good. Pretty much, yeah. I haven't, I, haven't, oh. I haven't seen a bad one of those yet. No. Well, that is interesting. I mean, okay. I suppose if you're going to adapt a Kojima property into a film or tv show which would you go for to start with death stranding i mean that's the problem well the one problem of doing death stranding right is just because of how weird it is right like maybe the budget requirements are quite high for, right. a, for a studio like a24 right they, 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 yeah they, they kind of made it work with everything everything everywhere all at once but they 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 pulled it off like by taking shortcuts and budgeting yeah. well and stuff like I don't know quite how you could pull that off if you're doing Death Stranding in its entirety, right? With like, mm. <laughs> like weird semi-visible monsters hovering above the ground with umbilical cords and black goop everywhere and gold yeah. mask whale monsters and yeah. And what, where where was it all? Like, where did it all look like Iceland for some reason? Even though it was America, like <laughs> even though it was America, it all looks like Iceland. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I mean maybe the Icelandic. Uh, Filming in Iceland is, is cheap. I don't know. <laughs> At the moment, probably not. I know, There's a lot of volcano insurance. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably well, really, that would save on special effects. Yeah. That's probably really cold. You'd have to bring like a whole... Well, probably. It is really cold. <laughs> so you'd have to bring like a bunch of like comfort for your cast, I guess, and crew. I mean, that is interesting news. I I hope they make something... I mean, I I was thinking that that would be cool. Like, uh, I was more thinking Metal Gear, maybe, but uh, oh, sure. thinking about the job that they did on The Last of Us being pretty decent with Druckmann or whatever doing it. Just get Kojima to freaking make a film. <laughs> but what would, uh, like, what would be the main like through line of it? Because that's the sort of the problem with Death mm. Stranding, right? That it doesn't necessarily have a main. I don't know. I'm I, find, I find it hard to decipher what the story. Even now, even though I've played it, uh, like yeah. I, find, I find it hard to even now to to reconcile what the story actually was versus <laughs> The Last of Us, which is pretty clear. Yeah, right? and it can be straight adapted, basically. <coughs> like, like what would they focus on for a movie? Would they they go down the Mads Mikkelsen route and actually get Mads Mikkelsen? That would be that would be rad. Um, mm-hmm. uh, or or would they focus on? Uh, like fragile and Troy Baker's character, and, and go down that path, or are they actually going to tackle the overriding storyline about the bridge babies? And it's like I think there's too much there. There's too much mm. like in in the game to actually cover in a film. Because um, mm. I'm not even sure the game covers all those threads particularly no. well, or that there's enough enough story content to make those threads work. Like I mean, DS2 perfectly. is coming, right? Yeah. So. yeah. It's not done, yeah. Um, I'm kind of surprised you wouldn't just do something original for a film, but I suppose you have to. That's the way that they do the risk of things. It has to be a yeah. There's usually like IP, a right. There's usually like a one in one out with most produ- production houses, right? It's like you do mm. one that's a license and is likely mm. to capture more attention 
because it's a license. Yeah, because people know. Yeah, not because it's a passion project or anything like that. You do it for you just do it for the bucks, and then the next project you do is is more higher risk, but more what you actually want to do. Yeah. So, do you think this not is more think of a film for A twenty four? Do you think Death Stranding is more of a surefire one versus average? See, I don't know. A24 like, it's not, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a particularly well known IP. Yeah. Like I mean, outside of, of the gamer space, right? Yeah. But that is quite a big space these days, so maybe it's enough. Sure. But it's not like um, it's carrying weight like Tomb Raider or the Super Mario no. Bros. movie. No, you that's know, certainly true. But that's why it's A24. So mm. I think that's exciting. <laughs> I hope it'll be a while before that comes out, but I hope that happens. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'd want to see, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I just want to see what it would be like. Yeah, like, I almost don't care if it would be good or not. I just kind of want to see what it what it would be, like what it actually is. I'd rather watch that film than spend spend all my time tramping across Icelandic USA delivering packages, <laughs> <laughs> liking people's ladders. Yeah, oh, give it a like. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for leaving this here. Uh, in other news, uh, the. <laughs> Much hyped or repeatedly hyped Last of Us multiplayer has been canned. Uh, the the Naughty Dog put out a statement saying, yeah, we're not doing this after all. Um, supposedly citing that they were worried about it falling into live service hell, which right. is fair. Uh, like the, the sentiment towards live services isn't strong at the moment. And a lot of the big developers have actually been moving away from doing projects like that, thankfully. There was too many. It must be difficult because if you do do it right, it makes tons oh, of money. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's like, the problem is, is like when it caught, if you were early and it caught on, like Destiny, mm. I guess, or Destiny, even, even I guess. Fortnite, I suppose, count, counts because yeah, they capitalized on Battle Royale and made it live service by constantly evolving. Um, mm. Like, yeah, if you, if you capture that early, like I'm thinking back to the MMO space that happened there, right? It's like World of Warcraft happened, well, it's like and exploded, the battle royales then, as well. Yeah, like it, it always happens. Everyone tries to follow in the footsteps of the of the of the trend, and then the trend dies because it's oversaturated, and they can't possibly succeed. Um, but it's worse in, in a situation where you're requiring people to keep paying all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like MMOs, like MMOs. Yeah, and it's a uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I think that's a fair enough decision to make that the last of us multiplayer never appealed to me as a as a thing i know they did it before right the first last of us game had a had something called factions yeah they had they um, have had a kind of multiplayer yeah right and people people sort of back in the day people sort of like the uncharted sure. two multiplayer. they definitely have followings yeah, yeah. Both, both of them do um uh yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sad about this. But it's like it's just. I can see it, it, it's bad news because they basically like every time they got on stage a lot or talked about this a lot over the last few years, and uh, every time they're like, "Oh, we can't wait for you to see this, man!" Like it's it's going to be something real cool, and then they just go, "Nah, it's not working out." And it's like, "Well, was it not cool when you told us about it before?" Or well, the trouble <laughs> like, is that they have been working on it for like literally years. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, 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 it's a hell of a long project that's got cancelled. Like I'm pretty sure it was in in the works before last of us 2 came out right like it's it's been that long a project oh well uh <laughs> moving on 
Talking about other cancellations, though. Cancellations that Ron might care about. Yeah. There was an official project to remake Time Splitters 2. Um, like, official, official. Official. Um, so, uh, the Embracer group had formed a new studio called, <laughs> effectively called, that were Free Radical Design, but it was a new studio. So, it's not the old Free Radical. They just kept the name and reopened, essentially. Uh, yeah, and they were, they were going to fully rebuild Time Splitters 2. Uh, and there's, uh, but it got cancelled. Uh, <laughs> long story short, like it got cancelled um, pretty recently. Uh, and some information about that has come out, and actually, oh, it sounded pretty cool actually, because they were gonna they were gonna mix the formula up a bit between. Uh, it was kind of gonna be more of more than just Time Splitters two. It was gonna bleed into Future Perfect a little bit. Time Splitters three. They were gonna effectively do kind of do both, but remix the story so that it was more about the female character than than the man. I can't remember his name. Cortez, I think his name was. Um, so they were they were gonna rework the story a little bit to try and tell the other side of what was going on. Because uh, in Time Splitters 2, the, the the female character only really turned up like as the co-op partner, right? Not that that really mattered, because you turned into someone else whenever you stepped into a portal. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, that, that, was, that was the idea. I think it was kind of, it sounded kind of neat. But Embracer are kind of reeling a bit from having bought the entire world. Right. Yeah, I guess. And now, and now they seem to be in a little bit of trouble. So they they they've been cutting a lot, and uh, this is one of the things. God, that's a shame. Yeah, the whole studio got closed, so it's not like they they just cancelled the game. But it's another it's another layoff story for twenty twenty three. How many times has Free Radical been shut down? The first time, and then <laughs> well, Crytek UK or whatever. And then yeah, I don't I don't know if it got like officially shut down the first time, but Crytek. I don't. Well, I can't remember. I can't remember if Crytek bought the rights to Time Splitters and that crew, or like after the studio died, or if that was a saving throw. If you see what I mean, like they kept they kept the studio alive. I remember I had a friend who worked there called Ben, and for a while they just didn't pay them. Yeah, Crytek UK, which was crazy. That is nuts. <laughs> Obviously, they yeah. That is nuts. Uh, anyway, what else is going on? Bobby Kotick has left Activision. Finally, for real. Thank heavens for that. I'm sure he got a ridiculous payout. Yeah, like 54 million or something. Oh my god. For being like, a notorious creep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you only have to look at his face, right? <laughs> right, yeah. That's the thing about Bobby Kotick. It's not, it's not like he's a stealth creep. He just <laughs> he just exudes it. Um Bit like Randy Pitchford, you know, same similar energy. Bit like most CEOs. Well, yeah, John Riccatello <laughs> for that. Put him in there as well. Don't really get creepy vibes off Phil Spencer though, or like, or is that just me? I don't know. Maybe they like. I know some people have a bit of a problem. It with would be a different eyes. kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably getting a bit too personal, attacky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, Bobby's gone. Uh, Bobby yeah, Tesla. so that's. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like, you probably don't need someone in that sort of role now. Now Microsoft own the whole shebang. Maybe whatever restructuring they've got done at this point, I guess. Well, restructuring probably involves. Oh boy, you don't need to be paid that much. Is probably what that is. <laughs> you would hope. Yeah, but I don't know. Apparently, like. 
like ah, what is it like um john was it, is it you know, oh, i can't remember which company it was but like john Rick, like one like, i want to say it was unity and john ricatello he actually isn't the most but even though he's the ceo he's not the most paid person in that company like actually one of the uh coos or cfos or something is actually paid a whole bunch more I only just discovered recently that they call all those people like the C-suite, right? Because all their titles yeah, begin the with C. Like I didn't. Yeah. That's that's new to me. Yeah, it's a dumb phrase. It does sound like like they. <laughs> I suppose it makes sense, but it's like they, they they're allowed into that part of the airport that normal people aren't allowed in. Into right? the C-suite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I'm sure there was other little bits, but I can't remember them right now. Well, I'll do one. Those, those are the big, the, the biggest ones for us. The last news of 2023. And now to discuss the year and what we thought. This is our like replacement for the old game of the year rewards of of yore. <laughs> well, yes, because no one could be asked for that anymore. No, it's too much. Too much dead air. Well, we like no one combats each other. <laughs> that's what, that's <laughs> what started to happen with us. We're too easy going these days. So, starting off with worst audio thing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think real quick about why I've played I mean, this game. I mean, terrible sound. I mean, that was one of the best awards we did. We, we, we did. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember anything in particular. No, Nothing's coming like, immediately to mind. I mean, of games you, got, of you this don't year. like Wowie Zowie, so. <laughs> well, there is that. I guess that is that would be in the nominations. It's pretty, it's pretty, I like it. It's pretty high up there, yeah. <laughs> Best audio thing. <laughs> we've done that before, haven't we? We were like, we've <laughs> yeah. best and worst audio thing. Wasn't that the loading beep from like yes. dirt? <laughs> yep, the classic. So useful. But so harsh. Yes, it was harsh. I mean, it's not a game of 2023, and spoilers for what I'll talk about later, but uh, I've been playing Fist. And that has an audio, that has a music looping issue that's kind of annoying once you notice it. Like the the, the songs for the levels don't always properly have a loop point and they sort of fade out and the next bit sort of fades in, <laughs> but sort of cross, but overlapping a little. It doesn't sound right. doesn't sound right. Uh, that's pretty annoying once you spot it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and not all that's the, di- and, and, and straight up bug, not all the dialogue. Like it's it's all spoken dialogue and not all the dialogue gets read. Occasionally, oh, I'll just start reading halfway through a sentence, and it's like that's weird. <laughs> but you can read it. You can, yeah, you can at least read it because it's on right. text on screen. But okay. like, I mean, I guess spoilers for something that I played. But like, I've, only, I've played such a short time, but I was already getting very annoyed by the radio stations in Sea Skylines too. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it has radios. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, well, <laughs> you know, fake radio or whatever. But yeah, uh, like they did in the last game. And other games have done, like, like Surviving Mars and whatnot. Yeah, right. and, and, and Two Point, right? Yeah, and Two Point. But yeah, the doesn't have like traffic updates and things. Well, the trouble, the thing is, the sea, not to get into what I've been playing, but I'll talk about Seas Skylines more later. But it's specifically about the music. The thing is, it like it has a specific button in the like select your radio station panel or whatever. You can skip the tracks, which is fine. Mm. It has a specific button to turn off ads like you know fake ads like radio ads and it's like okay so you can get rid of those but turning off taking that button to turn off the ads doesn't turn off all the other announcer bullshit that constantly interrupts the music oh. and i'm like oh, that's why i actually want to turn off because right. these are bad right which well, so is like the dj stuff effectively yeah. still being said and it's bad and it's, and, and it's not helpful 
no like, it's not even like context not, well I mean, it is context sensitive but that's the problem because mm. it repeats over and over oh what well, so if you're not progressing fast enough yeah it's like when my city was running on imported power rather than having its own power station I just heard over and over the interview with like the city power manager he's like yeah we're buying the power for our neighbours and whatnot." and it's like yeah I know shut up I suppose that's true of real news right they play the same clip every time they do a news show that day but yes but yes it's like, why have the button to turn off the ads if you can't also turn up turn off the other really annoying part yeah. of song music? <laughs> Surely that would be a fairly easy fix to just be like, do this, only do this once per game, and like, it's also or, once, dub- or once per instance of whatever triggered it. It's also doubly annoying because the radio stations are labelled non-stop music, which is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that, that is pretty funny. <laughs> Anyway, yes. What, what else about 23 Freeze games? Well, I suppose let's just, what are the big gains for us this year? I mean, I, it's obviously Zelda. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I like Mario. I mean, but it might as well be 1986 because it's Zelda and Mario again. Yeah. It might as well <laughs> be the other year that when we the had. Switch, when the Switch came out. <laughs> 2007. Yeah. yeah. But that year. Uh, but no, what else? 2017. 2017. Yeah. <laughs> I got Mr. One. Yeah. <laughs> Carry the one. What else have been the big ones? Um, Hi-Fi Rush, I guess. Hi-Fi yeah. Rush, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's like a, the problem of like Hi-Fi Rush is it came out so early in the year, and it was a right. small thing, and a shadow drop, and uh, well, it's not really a small thing. It's like it's it like it, like it I'd, I'd say it's like you know, it's definitely cry size. Like well, it's sure, um, yeah. It's a it's a full ass product if you ask me, but it came out like at budget price and all that stuff. It was shadow dropped. It's by Tango Gameworks of all people, like, you know, you know who we you wouldn't have expected would have made this thing, and it kicks so much ass. Like right. it's it's like for me that's like the perfect concoction, like a surprise, a music game, a combat game, excellent cartoon cell shading artwork, and good humor. Like it ticks every box pretty much. It's a great game. It's a great game. Don't skip Hi-Fi yeah, Rush. Yeah, don't miss out on that one. Is that on? It's on, that- Game, it's on Game Pass. I've already downloaded it. Yeah, I'll, get, yeah. I'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. Because of course it is, because it's you know Microsoft owned, and you know they stick into their whole plan of putting their first-party titles up immediately. So has that been a success consummate with uh, how good it is? Like uh, I think it did relatively well, didn't it? Uh, considering it was a shadow drop. Yeah, so this has been, I mean, that's been the story of the year for Microsoft, actually, in some way, that, like, despite Game Pass existing, games that come out on Game Pass still sell well. Mm. Like, um, the biggest one for for Microsoft was obviously Starfield in that camp this year. They were like, yeah, this still sold the same sort of numbers it would have done had Game Pass not existed. They they don't feel affected by Game Pass. But, um, but that presumably includes the pc right because presumably especially yeah. for starfield you'd want mods and therefore you're <laughs> going to want that on pc right yeah so people might have just bought into the steam version or versions that are slightly more easily accessible without the windows store gun yeah. holding it down um so that might be true and you know i guess it's like to some extent proving out Sony's thinking to an extent, yeah. you know, that, that that people still want to buy those marquee games and own them. And that's uh you know, on some level that's fair enough. <laughs> Cause I I wonder if hasn't happened yet, but like 
Forza Horizon 4 and Forza Horizon 5 are still available on Game Pass, right? But you can't get hold of 2 or 3, I don't think. Right. Um, and you can't get hold of any of the Forza Motorsports before the new one because of car licensing travel. Mm. Um, uh, and this plagues a lot of racing games and a lot of uh, a lot of music games, as it turns out, because I... <laughs> I was t- tinkering around trying to get drop mixed on onto uh, onto an iPad like uh and that that app has been discontinued because of music licensing travel like they can't like they still like it's still up on the server so if you manage to move the app to another device somehow you can download all the music data based on the cards you had for that game stuff like that you just can't install the core app on iOS or Android anymore through the stores because of licensing problem, and you can't buy Fuser anymore. Harmonix is like follow up to that um, because of licensing issues, and it sucks. You just can't get hold of them. Um, so it's a it's a thing the industry probably needs to sort out with digital games. I don't um, think you can sort that out. <laughs> anyway, long story short, what I'm saying is, it's like, does that mean that the current Forza will eventually drop off? Will, will Horizon Four and Five drop off because of all that problem? Like, will these be the first Game Pass games to? that Microsoft have put up that will disappear. Like, um, hmm. probably yes. Well, I mean, they, they could make a, make a move to like strip out the licensed music and put something else in there sure. if they wanted. Yeah, they'd be in the position to do so. Yeah, because it's their own thing. I mean, did, we, did we talk about it last cast? Where it would be great if they had like a proper Spotify integration or like... I mean, we've mm. talked about that several yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> about racing games in particular. Yeah. And with Wipeout. <laughs> <laughs> yes, especially Wipeout. Okay, that's a good one. Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, Hi-Fi, yeah it, was a, it was an absolute banger. Zach, do you have a kind of complicated PC management game of the year? I mean, I wish I, I, <laughs> wish I did, but the ones games. that came out were bad. <laughs> right, that's the thing. I mean, I guess what was you- Against the Storm is good. That's I'll talk about that later as well. But like, you know, that's a that's still an indie game. It's not like a, mm. they have, the, mm. the the attempts at larger companies to make them have turned out bad, like Kill Space Ryan 2 and City Skylines 2. Ah, okay. I'm sure we'll hear more about that in a second one. Yep. Um, yeah, they at least have some, your... some time to turn around, I suppose, because Kerbal 2 isn't out-out. Well, yes, it is. But, well, oh, it is? What, well, what? yeah, but that was the whole thing, right? Because they released it, and it was clearly not a full-finished game, but they did actually release it, and oh. everyone was like, why did you not make this? It's the same argument that Seas Islands 2 has had, right? It's just like, right, why did like... you not just say this was early access, and then everyone would have been fine? Yeah. Except they also still charged, like, 50 quid for it. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be the first time that's happened. Like charging full price for like an early access game, but like, most, yeah, of the time, most, like most of the time, even then, like because I, I imagine that will be what happens with Hades too when that comes out in early access this year. Well, um, I mean, it's it's like it's a weird thing that is just an expectation that like the the early access of the game comes out at a lower price and then goes up to the release price. Sure. But it's normally only a little bit of a discount, right? Like ten percent or something like that. Depends on the game, yeah, sure. but. There was that one famous case of I think was it Planetary Annihilation? I think it might have been, where they where the early access version was super expensive and the price went down. <laughs> hmm. They were like, if you if you want to see this early, you have to really commit and, and you know fund us <laughs> for making the game. <laughs> it was like a, it was always I think that was actually because they had a Kickstarter and they'd hmm. done 
early access as a Kickstarter tier. Oh, I see. But then right. because they could they couldn't have couldn't that then be a low priced thing on the actual store, so they were like, well, we have to price this the same as our Kickstarter tier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair in a way. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just had a thought for <laughs> this. Isn't really this is a real harsh nitpick, but like I had another thought for worst audio thing. <laughs> yeah. The fact that there's no sound at all during the loading pauses in Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Okay, right. It's not in the spirit of Jet Set Radio. It's not in the spirit of that game having an awesome soundtrack. Exactly. It yeah. should be played at all times. Like, well, or at least like cover it up with some sort of like like Jet Set Radio covered it up with radio static, right? And and did some sort of wow wow as 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 the game was loading. Yeah, I suppose. Um, there's just nothing. There's, no, there's, no, there's like. But as who much gets as get- loading forces any longer? It's all SSDs. Except there is loading forces. Yeah, that doesn't work on every yeah. game. Yeah, you can't. You can't always expect like indie developers to be able to like optimize everything out of a game. No. Um. Yeah, but that's a, that's a proper nitpick. It's just a- put that put that in. That's my entry from. I guess worrying trend category of just like yeah. now that everything is SSDs and everything loads real quick. Right. Stop putting tips in your loading screen because no one's ever going to see them. Yeah, <laughs> or just give you a menu somewhere that you can open and just see all the loading screen tips. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um. Yeah, I mean, that's surely there's tricks to doing that, right? Because the game. I mean, if you're being really smart about it, I guess you could learn what your average loading time is across those screens, and then turn them on if you're lo- if you if the game realizes like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm not going to be able to stream as fast as. Or you do it like dirt and have a beep when it's finished loading, but don't actually exit the loading screen. On. Yeah, well, that depends on the game, right? Yeah, that yeah. does. But um, but I'd still be fine if you know. I mean, we haven't yet hit the problem that everyone anticipated, right? Which was that, like, the SSD era might actually like negatively impact PC games to the point where they wouldn't be like playable. Because, mm. like, I guess the worst example was Ratchet and Clank, right? Like, right, yeah, because the streaming because it didn't it didn't always stream as fast as it needed to uh, on PC. Uh, I'm not saying that's the worst Sony thing they put out. The worst Sony thing was Last of Us Part One, right? That was a yes, that was that was a shocker. Um, Sorry, I cut you off. Were you going to say something else? I was going to say, I was just going to say, like, I'd be fine with having a screen where it just has all the loading screen tips. It's just like yeah, that. That, I mean, that, should, that, sounds that nice. should be in every game, yeah. basically. <laughs> like, why are you writing all these tips? That it's, it's. I mean, it happens in Zelda all the time. Like in Tears of the Kingdom, when you, as soon as you get like another one of the sages, all their their specific tips are adding oh yeah so like get added yeah and they appear immediately mm. so if you happen to be like going into a shrine that loads really quickly you just skip them all and never yeah, actually yeah. know the information about that specific stage until it randomly appears later yeah I, I agree with you having a having a tips library somewhere that expands as you discover things seems neat right yeah seems essential in some cases yeah it's like oh I missed that tool tip what the bloody hell am I doing but yes, that's only going to get worse with SSDs mm. in loading screens specifically. Uh, games will just get less, you know. The 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 uh, the double edged sword of progress in hardware means that software gets worse, right? <laughs> Technically, I guess because it get it just that's just how it works. It gets less efficient. We add abstraction upon abstraction. <laughs> yep. Uh, and so eventually people will just be using it poorly and the problem goes away <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty true the march of progress 
it's just more opportunity to mess things up. Absolutely. And have it not visible. <laughs> okay. What big games came out this year? Big games. You need to open I mean, up our league page so oh, we can sure. see. That's how well, we know. that would show the games. Or, or you know, happysad.net, where we uh, tag the games we've been playing. Yeah. Only carries the current... last 10, though. Or however many. Yeah, that's yeah, quite recent. Just, that, that's quite, back that's quite recently. And also, not, like, most of those games aren't even from this year. Well, no, Deep but Rock, it is everything. Yeah. Is that our, like, could, what's our sort of continuing <laughs> Yeah, game? Deep Rock is definitely on. Well, I would, like, it's not been Deep Rock's strongest year, I guess. They had an no. update, but it's, like, because they they're, what they're working on has got a bit big, yeah. like, the next two projects. Um, it, like, the content has slowed significantly in Deep Rock land. Uh, there's more to come. They're not done, which is good. But, I mean, um, I thought Rocket League would never end, but <laughs> yeah, it's still going. But well, Rocket League I mean, itself is still is still going strong. But I'm yeah, out, of course. and I'm I kind of yeah. don't miss it, which is a weird sensation. <laughs> like I guess I was just too into the loop, right? And now I'm free mm. of it. I didn't realize I was shackled so much. <laughs> shackled to the loop. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we got an F Zero game. Technically, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After years of waiting, we got F zero ninety nine, which I played for like a month and haven't gone back to. <laughs> oh, that's not bad for a free. Was it free? Yeah, so uh, yeah. I mean, if you're a sw- yeah. Switch Online subscriber, yeah, you can, anyone, you know, anyone got it. But that's been true of all the ninety nine games. Yeah, a little ninety nine game month, a month of playing it was pretty good. I mean, it's not going to lead to a new F Zero, is no. it? Let's be real. No, but it, you know, it's and, more than nothing. And unfortunately, Shinnan have moved on to making other things other than fast racing, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. They're probably waiting for Switch Two. That's, that's my hope that Switch, <laughs> really? Switch Two will come out and they'll they'll make a uh, there'll be a new fast racing, and I can be ecstatic. Uh, Cocoon, shout out to Cocoon. Yep, that was a. Uh, Yes, Cocoon's cool. Cocoon's really cool. Uh, it's only six hours long. Zach that, that could bash that out in a day. Yeah, I keep forgetting. The, that's one that I keep forgetting to download off the Game Pass. Yeah, you've got no, you've got no excuse if you're a Game Pass subscriber. Like because it is short. Like I don't know. Like, perhaps it is a slightly harder sell if you're mm. uh, going to buy it outright. But it is it is cool. It's, it's very well crafted. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm gonna also shout out to Exo Primal, which was a hell of a surprise for me. How much I actually enjoyed that thing. <laughs> uh, and it's and it's bizarre tone and it's super goofy storytelling, especially at the start of the game, where it's just, it is just balls out nuts. Um, I had a good time with Exo Primal, but as soon as I finished the story, I'd like kind of never went back to it it was one of those right like <laughs> my yeah. the curse of me finishing the main campaign just meant i never picked it up again right well it's not unusual i don't think even well it's supposed to be a live service game that's the, that's sort of well, yeah. you're supposed to go back to it and continue playing it it's multiplayer focused there is like when you finish the campaign you unlock ridiculous hard modes that are frankly too hard like they're just sudden the difficulty is so much higher um it's a, but it's a cool thing. I love its mad tone. I don't, I'm not entirely sure the story stuck sticks the landing as much as its premise, but but it was a fun time uh, progressing through it. Um, 
It was just a uh, like. It was just neat to see Exoprimal do tr- attempt the thing that Titanfall set out to do, right? That Titanfall mm, yeah. One set out to do. Um, not Titanfall Two because obviously that had its ra- had its own rad solo campaign cam- campaign campaign. <laughs> um, but the Titanfall One sort of like radio plays in multiplayer matches have sort of been superseded here by making the missions uh bring the multiplayer together and there being story focused missions in 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 like embedded in that that only uh, unlock when you get to a certain point and it's um i don't know how well that'll hold up in time like as the player based dwindles mm. um but as of right now it's a good time um a surprise and i like being surprised <laughs> I like going into a game and thinking, I don't know if this will be good, and then coming out the other end going, I really enjoyed that. That's that's like the best feeling in video games. <laughs> a surprise, to be sure, mm. and a welcome one. Do we have a game that we didn't play that we that, that we most probably want to? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I mean, big hitters. Wonder's probably up there for me, right? Like, I should probably right. play that. Oh, I obviously I need to play good. Cocoon and Viewfinder. I oh, hear Viewfinder, that's meant to be yeah. really good as well. Yeah, that's a good show. Have you decided now that you can't be bothered with Starfield, Zach, do you think? Well, I mean, it's still on Game Pass. <laughs> it's sitting oh, there. Right, okay. I can do it at any point if I can, any time. If I can decide okay. to. It's not The thing about Starfield, right, is it's not going away. Well, no. no right, it'll, and it'll, also, it'll, it it'll, theoretically it'll will better. still get better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although, who knows what the mod situation is about that is, because like, currently, basically, most of the people who were trying to make mods for it are basically, at this point, kind of being like, fuck that. Right. I'm what? not even going to try. No, I can't be bothered to deal with this ass game in general. <laughs> I mean, Bethesda still... have, have a pretty good streak. I mean, yes, they release in shaky states, and Starfield, in theory, is the least shaky launch they've had for a yeah, while. In theory, but they have at least got a pretty good reputation. You know, reputation of supporting their games. Like you can give them that. So I expect yeah. some amount of, or you know, a pretty. I say some amount, a reasonable amount of patchwork going into it. Given that they're still work, that, that Arcane are apparently still working on Redfall, mm. you know, one of the biggest disasters of the year. Actually, one of the least big disasters of the year at this point, <laughs> somehow. Because <laughs> we did get Gollum. Yeah, and King Kong. And, and, God, they're bad and whatever that weird Last of Us clone game was called. Well, there was two of them, wasn't yeah. there? Like, yeah, but the- they were cynical cash grabs weren't they well one of them was and the other the, one was the, the day, quite hyped up and then was it days got shut down immediately. days before yeah that i think the, that was, that's the one that got shut down but not the other one was released it, on switch and was a clear yeah it was basically using like artwork and yes. stuff from from last of us and was aping it and the game was supremely awful <laughs> yes i don't know if that's yeah. talked about enough like how much Dirge is on the Switch. <laughs> well, I mean, you occasionally see it in the Nintendo like newsletters and whatnot. They were they're like, oh, here's our sale of five thousand games. It's like, yeah, that just oh, means there's five thousand piles of shit yeah. on the eShop as I, usual. I've got a you know, I've got, I've got a wish list set aside on the Switch for things I'm interested in. Should they come up? And they never come up. Never. <laughs> like not even not even slightly. I never expect an actual Nintendo game to be on sale. No. Pokemon games, if you're lucky. Yeah. Take the Pikachu too. 
Apparently a disaster. Apparently that's just a bad game. Not really a disastrous launch or anything like that. Just just a bad game. I bet it's the exact same game that I played this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, I bet it's the same as Detective Pikachu 1. It's just like the uh, intrigue has, has, has waned from the first game and the crazy voice that Pikachu had. I watched the um, Detective Pikachu movie again because it just happened to be on BBC. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And I got the sucked in and ended up watching all of it. And it's like, I found it quite off-putting that Pikachu's voice wasn't the one from the game. Right. Like, like the, the, it was just Ryan Reynolds and, and not a coffee-drinking hardened detective <laughs> that it is in the, in the game. It just it really threw me for a while. Like, wrong, Ryan Reynolds is better, but, like... It's not as funny. It's not as funny. <laughs> no, it's definitely not as funny. And also, it's kind of like a giant spoiler for the whole plot of that movie in some ways. Well, yeah, well... <laughs> The movie, I think, spoils the game series because the game series doesn't end on the whole same well, sure. Pikachu is Harry's dad thing. But that might not be true in the games for all we know. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe they didn't go down that path in, in Pikachu Returns. But there is a second movie coming, right? Yeah. So they're going to have to undo that somehow. Well, I mean, they already had everyone turn into Pokemon, so you just yeah, have yeah. however many people you need to turn into Pokemon turn into Pokemon. Apparently that's a Mewtwo power now. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Turning people into Pokemon. That's kind of the whole story, right? That yeah. They, they were, he was going to use yeah. ah, the chemical that sends them mad, but then it puts them into a state that they can merge with humans or something, thanks to Mewtwo's power. And it's Bill Nye, isn't it? Bill Nye, yeah. <laughs> no. It's a... W- <laughs> I like Detective Pikachu the movie, but it's a weird film, right? Because the back half, it's one of those like Indiana Jones start. You can make the Indiana Jones argument about it where it's like, nothing you do is relevant. No. This would have played out exactly like this had you done pretty much nothing. There's the whole sequence of Pikachu figuring out what happened at the car crash. Like, um, and, and Mewtwo being the, there and and sort of doing some stuff and he's like he's like he just turns up to the parade at the end it's like and and, and it's all starting to go to hell and and Mewtwo is flying around and uh, like Bill Nye's there and stuff like that and he goes well this blows that discovery out of the water it's like they wrote it into the script that that was a complete waste of time <laughs> nice it's it's so weird really when you start to think about it but it's entertaining I, like I I enjoy the watch even if it like yeah even if the story is kind of garbage. <laughs> so, I'm, so yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the second one <laughs> what <laughs> the second movie the second movie coming? yeah uh, I, don't know, I don't know I don't know if they've okay. said exactly when it will be but what other games I'm still interested in Alan Wake 2 I think yeah Spider-Man 2 maybe oh, d- yeah Spider-Man 2 that's yeah. up there yeah and did we ever, when none of us played Pikmin 4, did we? No. no. I mean, I played no. the demo enough to say that it was closer to Pikmin 2 than Pikmin 3. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. The story behind Pikmin 4 is it's just apparently the most streamlined the game has ever been. Like, they've, ta- they've nice. taken out the, the chaff and left in the good stuff. And uh, that's really all they needed to do to make this a winner. I mean, you know. That that suffered from the Nintendo pricing problem. <laughs> that was the only reason why I think yeah. sure. that because it's like, oh, it's full price Nintendo game. They seem like the obvious ones for me. Pikmin, Alan Wake, Spider Man need to be played. And I obviously yeah. <laughs> spoilers for a video that's gonna come out on the channel, not even the most recent video, really? but the next one, but like um Pizza Tower, <laughs> obviously. 
<laughs> I need to continue playing that. But okay. Oh my gosh, I need to play that game. I told you. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. telling you since it came out in like whatever the hell that was in the early part of this year. And I knew when I first saw it that it's like this is a game I need to play. But like a bit of me is just like I need that to come out on console. You need that to be on Game Pass because you're that no, much I mean, of a Game Pass person. Well, that too, yeah. Because I just keep I just keep picking up and they're like, what should I do next? Oh, there's this on Game Pass I haven't played before. Yes. But also, like I don't know, I don't get too many opportunities to just sit on my own in this office, like. You know, if I'm not working, well, yeah, I, I guess that I, get, I guess that is like it's not on any of the consoles. Yeah, I, get, I mean, I did a little bit of that today, but like, you know, so to come in here to play a game, it seems like is is less doable for me than to come in here and play and 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 do a work adjacent task. <laughs> <laughs> is that everything from last year? Yeah, that we I can think that's think of twenty three wrapped, isn't it? I want to say there was another big game we played. I'm telling you, like, go to the league page, not yeah. to our page. Well, the league, we wouldn't necessarily have voted for the league. I mean, obviously, I'm happy that uh, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk happened. Well, yeah. Um, obviously. Like, it, sure, it's not a full on Jet Set Radio experience. It doesn't quite do that, but it's. Um, but it is good. It's good, if not great. Mm. Um and it's probably got some things that, you know, Jet Set Radio 3 might need to have a little look at in terms of streamlining the whole experience. And, uh, right. <laughs> but, you know, you can, it, you can sort of see the fact that it's like, that team's quite small. That team is working on a limited budget. And you can feel it a little bit in that product. Um, cool. And I suppose probably from all three of us, if you're going to play one game from the last year, it should probably be Zelda. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16, of course. That's a, that was a big one. I guess. It's Devil May Cry in Final Fantasy clothing. It's a character action game. It's no longer the same thing. Like, I don't know. I, I would play that if it came out on Xbox. I don't think it's actually come out on Xbox yet. Because of Sony. Mm. I don't think it's come out on PC yet even. It's like, I think it's like locked to PS5. There you go. <laughs> yeah, All right. I think that might be it. What have you been playing, Zach? Let me get my list because it's been a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Including the stuff that we did get to talk about on the last podcast. But I can skip some of it for sure. So the main thing, I guess, well, the thing I've played the most has definitely been against the storm because that actually came out and I hadn't played it for a while. And I was like, now it's time to, now it's time, now that it's released, now it's time to come back in and relearn all the mechanics that they've that they've changed. Because <laughs> that was definitely the story of that game in early access. Is like they they changed quite a lot, hmm. quite significantly. Like the whole the whole way the blight works was the last big change before release and was the thing that had changed the most since I'd last played it. Because previously it used to be that like when you're, when your industrial buildings process materials, it created the blight, which was basically pollution, their equivalent of pollution. And then as that built up on the building, it would eventually create the blight cysts on the building 
and start corrupting the main central half thing. Hmm. And the half had a limit to how much corruption it could withstand. So the, then you had to counter that by building like the flamethrower station, basically, and then you burn the Siths off during the storm. So that was that was how that used to work. And then, but the weird thing about it was that the having the cysts growing on the building gave a bonus to the building. Like it was the pollution was good, basically. So like the, when you had more of the cysts growing on the building, it gave like a production bonus and a speed bonus and a and like a multiple output bonus or whatever. Hmm. So what that generally boiled down to was like you picked which buildings you wanted to get the bonus on turned off burning the cysts on those buildings up to the limit that your half could withstand of how much pollution it could withstand and then just burn all the other ones which then that like there's not really much gameplay to that it's like right. you, you just set that toggle on whatever buildings you want it on and then just as long as that number is below the maximum your half can withstand then you're good <laughs> so the, what they've changed is now in order to enable the like mechanic at all on a building you have to actually attach it to pipes and then it uses the rainwater and you get different kinds of rainwater for the three different seasons so different kinds of production buildings use use different rain, rainwater and you also get like geysers of rainwater as much as that doesn't make any sense but mm. <laughs> then you, so that's like a constant source of that specific season's rainwater through the whole year but you have to find those rather than it just raining on, okay, yeah. on the rain collectors so you attach the pipe and then you can like then in that menu it's it's like an actual gauge where you can turn it up like you can turn up how much water that building is using to get increasingly more bonuses but then obviously the more water it's using the faster the cysts grow but the cysts don't give you the bonus any longer like it's only you using the water that creates the bonus now the cysts are purely a bad thing okay, so you have it. to keep them under control by burning them off and it can now it can now grow beyond the building that's creating the pollution. Because previously, once it reached three cysts on the building, that was it. But now if the if the building that's making the pollution reaches three, it can then start spreading to adjacent buildings. So it's not it doesn't just cap out ah, just because there's okay, three any yeah. longer. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, it makes it a little more of an actual gameplay mechanic and a, and actually is kind of like it's actually a decision that you can choose not to do. Because the blight mechanic doesn't even exist until, like, the veteran difficulty. You can just use the rainwater for free below that. Okay. But then once you get to that level, then all the system and all that corruption stuff starts. But you can actually get away with just, like, not actually using it in a run. Hmm. Like, it's a bonus, but you don't necessarily need to do it right, if, you're, if you're balanced onto some other way of, you know, getting better manufacturing or faster or whatever. So it is actually sort of a choice. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and yeah. Could, could you like because it's a proximity based like spread? Could you like have a uh, contaminated town or something? I'm not do, entirely like... sure how it works because I've definitely noticed that if there's events that cause blight to spawn, it just spawns on the main warehouse. Mm. So I'm not sure if that like would also apply to like if the blight couldn't find somewhere to spread to, it would just randomly appear on the main warehouse right, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But I generally have most of my town clustered in a big clump anyway, so it wouldn't really help me. 
It's weird because, uh, as is typical, whenever, whenever you watch someone else play the game, like on a YouTube video, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> it's like, obviously, you want all your industrial buildings directly next to the warehouse, so the travel time is the shortest for all the haulers. Right, yeah. Like, what, why are you building these all the way over here? You fool. They even let you build little mini warehouses so you can have, like, once you do go far away from the main warehouse, you have the little extra warehouse. Build the buildings next to that instead. But yes, that's 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 the typical thing of any game like this, where it's like you're not optimal enough, random person. <laughs> I, want, I want to have a warehouse district, district away from my uh, central processing. And so the other notes I have about that game is that apparently it also came out on Xbox, but apparently there's a massive bug with the Xbox version where it just deletes your save. Oh, that's kind of bad. So the, like the reviews on the Microsoft store are real bad currently. Mm. Right, and of course that's shared, isn't it, on the PC Game Pass app yes. or the Windows Store, right? Yeah. But I already had it on Steam, so I obviously I haven't been playing it through there. Mm. So, But yes. Apparently that that version, I think it does apply to the PC Windows Store PC version, does it as oh, well, really? not just the Xbox version. Uh-huh. But yeah, <laughs> that's bad. Must be something to do with how storage works on, on Microsoft systems. Yeah. And of course, as you know, worst possible thing to happen of releasing a game immediately before like Christmas, where everyone goes on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. This isn't going to get worked on for a bit. So there's that. Uh, that was against the storm. Uh, the next biggest thing that I've been playing, I guess, is Dyson Sphere program because they did a big update just before Christmas, <laughs> of course. Although, you know, this one has been a long time coming because it's that combat update oh, right, that they've yeah. taken like basically an entire year to work on. So we haven't heard much out of them for a while. But yeah, the combat update is in. It's still not fully finished, apparently. Like, there's some parts of it that need fleshing out some more. But what's there is kind of weird because of, I mean, they had to obviously manipulate the idea of enemies into, like, it's like Factorio enemies, but you have to manipulate it into the idea of multiple planets and, like, spherical planets and the idea that you're not always going to be there to defend against stuff is always a problem. I mean, that's still the case in Factorio as well, but... Maybe more so in Dyson Sphere program where you could be in an entire different star system miles away and you have to warp all the way home. But but it, even the, even with solving those problems, they've made some slightly strange decisions that I haven't I have, don't feel like I haven't played it enough to fully like get a handle on exactly maybe what's best to to manage it and what how these mechanics even work. But they have the enemy has it has a space hive that orbits the star, and there can be like multiple ones of those in different star systems. Then it la- from there it launches like orbital platforms that go to the planet, the or- orbital pla- orbit of the planet, and then that orbital platform then deploys a ground base, which then starts spawning ground enemies and buildings and whatnot, and it's mining the planet, which is why they make those ground bases. So. But the the weird thing about it is that like those different layers almost don't interact, sort of. So when you're fight, if you're on a planet that the that the enemy also has bases on, they start sending attack waves at you based on how much power you're using. 
okay. which is basically the same as Factorio's pollution, except like it's just calculating it a different way. Mm-hmm. It's like that your total power use determines how fast the enemy sends waves at you and how fast their bases grow and get more powerful okay, and whatnot. Yeah. It's functionally the same. But then the space hive kind of doesn't react to anything you're doing on planets. Mm. So even if you're using a ton of energy on a planet, it doesn't really care. The space hive doesn't really care. And if you attack the ground bases on a planet, the space hive also doesn't care. But if you attack the orbital platform, then that aggroes the space hive. So what's the what is the space hive? Is that new as well? Like, yes, it's, yeah. it's like the space base of the enemy that deploys all the ground bases. So in order to get, okay. if, if you wanted to get all the enemies out of a system, you'd have to kill the ground bases and then go kill I the see. main space hive okay, to get okay. rid of them to, to stop them from putting more bases down. Yes, which is also weird because you can sort of exploit that. So if you attack the ground base, it doesn't aggro the the space hive. Mm. So you can basically clear them out. Why? Like, yeah, that's I don't. This is why I don't understand why it's like this. But you can clear them out as long as you don't attack the orbital platform. And then once you've cleared out the base that's below the orbital platform, it basically just leaves a big hole because you know that's the hole they've been mining into the planet's crust. And at that point, you have two options where you can either just fill it in, which uses a bunch of dirt and landfill and stuff, which then causes the orbital platform to just leave. Mm. and go back to the space hive and then eventually be redeployed somewhere else or you can build a geothermal power plant on the hole and get some free energy which also just randomly makes the order platform just leave <laughs> okay Weird. well because it's like you've claimed it yeah you've claimed it basically it. Yeah. so you can and like that's actually quite it gives you quite a lot of power which is sort of exploitable because like you can destroy the ground base build the geothermal power plant the platform leaves and it just comes back and redeploys somewhere else and digs another hole and then you just keep doing that oh I see yeah yeah right. gotcha <laughs> because you're not aggroing the space hive because it doesn't react to you shooting the ground bases and destroying them and then when you even if you cover over the hole the orbital platform doesn't get aggroed from that either it just right, leaves yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so you want them to dig the holes for you yeah to some extent so that's that's weird to start with but then like the game tries to warn you because you have you have different turrets where it's like gun turrets and then missile turrets and then like artillery turrets and, and then like anti-space versions. Well, not really. Because what the missile turret seems to be the most important one because it can target basically everything, including space. So if you toggle it into space mode, it can shoot the orbital platforms. Mm. But in like literally in the item descriptions of like the missile turrets, it's like many commanders have died by accidentally turning on this space shooting ability too soon. Mm, (laughs) It's like it's warning you basically not to aggro the orbital platforms by setting the missile launchers to shoot at them. Hmm. Which is weird because like that's that's why this mechanic seems so odd, because it's like it it it's intentional that it doesn't aggro the space hive. Yeah. Bizarre. Not sure I fully understand. It just impl- like I don't know. Like how do you how do you spin that in world building? Like they just have terror. Like the the communication, the space hive's communication capabilities are so poor that they can't break through atmosphere or something. Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, it's all it's like yeah, I don't know. And then like the actual combat on the planet has this slightly strange mechanic of of like you build a basically a beacon which acts as a lure essentially which is how you even manage to control any defences on a spherical planet. You build the beacon to actually make the enemies come to one place so you can shoot them. Mm. (laughs) And that works. And then you have like a 
combat control center that that can repair anything in its radius so that deals with having to deal with repairs while you're not there mm. you just build one of them generally you build like the lure tower and then the combat control building directly behind it so it can just repair the lure tower whatever and all the turrets that you'll inevitably have there okay so that's how you can deal with the waves of enemies but why not just kill the bases and then claim the holes yeah Obviously, and then the problem goes away. Well, the thing is, obviously, it doesn't go away entirely because it seems like, depending on the level of the space hive, it will try and deploy a certain number of orbital platforms. So you will have to leave a certain number of them there permanently mm. at a certain point because it'll always try and redeploy them. But yeah, I haven't. Um, really... So what, what if it can't? Like, if it can't, like, does it then just try and attack you? Or... Well, that's the thing I haven't found out yet. Like, presumably, if you, if you, maybe if you let it make enough holes in the planet and keep making it redeploy, it will, like, be able, unable to find a space to deploy to eventually or something. Or if your base covers enough of a planet, I guess. But, you know, there's usually multiple planets in a system or whatever. So I, I haven't worried about that. But then I also haven't really got to the space combat portion where you get your space fleets and actually go and attack the hive. Mainly because it has the problem where the tech tree seems pointless. And I think this may be because the space combat isn't very finished, supposedly. But like, it has the tech tree where it's like, first level you unlock your space fleet, and then there's like individual upgrades to gradually increase the size of your fleet. But fly anywhere near this level zero hive, you just die. <laughs> so wow. it's like, okay. you, it feels like you have to have the maximum level upgrades to have any chance of doing anything to it. Huh, <laughs> Which makes that whole tech tree progress kind of pointless, but you've had to break it up, I guess, to make it more reasonable rather than just having one super expensive tech i suppose mm. but yeah i haven't actually done that yet and i also haven't quite figured out i've seen people because i haven't i haven't played this far and i also haven't watched any videos but i caught a little bit which suggested that once you start launching solar sails that will aggro the space hive but I did an experiment where I tried launching some solar cells and it didn't. But I think that might just be because I didn't launch very many. Because mm. I suspect it probably works on the same system of like the amount of power you're drawing increases the aggro rate of the space hive when it's right, space power. Yeah, yeah. So they probably weren't using enough power to, go to actually interest. trigger it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't know what the actual like then what the meta the high level layer of that is of like getting rid of the space hive entirely and i think you can sometimes see on them on the like universe map you can see the space hives sending out new ones between the star systems so presumably they can spread and like try and come back to a system you've cleared them out from potentially mm. but yeah it's a it's a weird system <laughs> also <laughs> also in a old school factorio way the enemies drop items so you can potentially just farm them, <laughs> just constantly aggro them, and then just have just scoop up all the remnants. And weirdly, they drop specific items as well, like special dark fog specific drops that give you weird bonuses. Hmm. Like the first one you get at like level three enemies is like a special kind of fuel that makes your handcrafting faster <laughs> for some reason. Okay. Which seems kind of pointless at that point because well, yeah. you're not going to be handcrafting anything anyway. Exactly. You're not going to be... It's not, it's not really what these games are about in any way, right? No. So yeah, that's, that's Dyson Sphere program. Rise of the Dark Fog as it now has a subtitle. <laughs> okay. Dark Fog. 
The ooze. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and then some smaller things. Uh, I want to talk briefly about Rocket League again because I installed that on the new PC. Oh. And it fucked everything up. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Well, okay, it didn't fuck everything up. Basically, it it some it kind of deleted my stats but my local stats because obviously like my rank and everything is stored server side because sure, yeah. obviously it has to be and presumably most of your items and uh, yes and uh, the yeah. items are server side as well all the unlocks but all the local stat tracking including like the stat tracking that you get on items oh and all my car loadouts oh that all because that's a local save file. Right, yeah, yeah, because that didn't come across, I think, on my Switch when I put the, installed the game there. Right, yeah. But then, so the thing is, like, I kind of knew that already. So I was like, okay, I do just copy the save file, right? But I didn't do that before the first time I launched the game. No, so it, no. like, put me into a tutorial mm. as it was creating a new save file. And then, obviously, it's, so it signs into well, signs into Epic through mm. Steam or whatever. And I was like, well, okay, so it, all my stats aren't here, but I was kind of expecting that, so I should go and, I should just get, go onto my LPC, get the save file, just copy it over and dump that in, it'll be fine, right? Mm. But for no apparent reason, because this is a fucking local save and you think that'd be fine, when it connects to the to the Epic online services, it just deletes the whole, it just overwrites the save file that's there with the blank one that has now been generated from the, from the time I launched the game without it. That's weird. It's like there's no reason for it to do that. It's the no. local save, and how is that data even getting uploaded? Because there's no reason for it to do that either. So because it's the local save or something like. Well, yeah, but that's the thing because like on when you had to link your Epic account and your Steam account for Rocket League, they'd set that up so you could tell it which one was the primary one. Okay, and I'd already done that, obviously. Yeah, and it was set to the Steam one. So I think what actually happened was I launched it on Steam without the save file. And at that point, it made the new save file. But Steam hadn't checked its cloud to see if there was a thing it should so pull. Was one. Hmm. But then when that then synced to Epic, it was like, oh, look, there's this black save file. I should, I should sync that data, even though there's, it shouldn't be syncing that data, really. And then every time... Because the thing is, if you... If you copy the old save file in and launch the game with no internet connection, it just opens it. Like oh, you, and you can see it. And I can see all my old stats and all my old car setups oh, and everything. Man. And if you launch the game while connected to the internet and really quickly mash through all the intro sequences to get to the main menu, you can really briefly see it's loaded the old save file until it and gets overwritten it from it. the Epic servers. Ugh. And it's just like, why? <laughs> what is? Where is that information? Why is that information getting sent or downloaded or anything because it's a local save file. Yeah. And it's also... It dumped- has to have registered something with the Epic servers to be like, this is your local machine yeah. stats file. I don't know what... Like, mm. it's weird. And also... It unnecessary. It's also doubly weird because, like, some things that you wouldn't think are online are also online apart from the whole save file, apparently. But, like, when you level up XP, which is a completely pointless stat to track, basically. it just It's really only used for leveling the rocket fast, right? Because you level sure, up, and yeah. then that levels up the rocket fast. So my XP level has been reset, because that's in the local save file. Oh. That's surprising. Yeah. But, like, so, that, oh, I'm, you know, I've got to get the rocketeer again at level 70 or whatever, mm. even though I was obviously so far past that. 
But the thing is, the the like that bar on the home screen shows me at level whatever level 10 <laughs> or whatever but when you actually level up in the in the game and it counts your xp that still shows the actual value it knows it right. knows that that value is what it should be on the server but like the local save oh, isn't man. matching it that's surprisingly messy i'm sure it's just some, some ridiculous edge cases of steam and epic that they never bothered to fix because they took it off steam at that point and mm. and only vaguely keep parity because they have to I'm sure they'd be perfectly happy to kick everyone off, Steve, if they thought they could get away with it. Oh, right, yeah. So what would it... That's, good. That's an interesting point. Like, So what would it do if you uninstalled the Steam version and installed the Epic Well, I did version? do that. I installed the Epic version just to see, but it pulls the same save file. Yeah. Rats. I also tried copying the Steam save file into the Epic folder to see what happened. It's the same thing. Mm. Just that, It must just have been that one time I launched it and it somehow jammed that empty save made, file made into the entry. server. Yeah. You might be able to... It's one of those things where you might be able to talk to... Uh, Sonic support. To, I to, thought about it, but like uh, every other person I'd seen talking about similar problems, were like, "I nah, just don't even bother with so much effort." Mm. And really, it doesn't matter. No, no, none of it, it is does, just but, local stats. Yeah, slightly like, annoying that like I had to remake my like, car presets or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that is quite annoying. But... It should have always all been cloud, really. Then I ran into the same problem with Fall Guys when I. Because I played it for a bit, well, and that was more serious because it did actually balk up my progress, right? Um, like I was, I was playing on PlayStation right when it launched because it was on PS Plus and stuff at first, and before it went free to play. I can't remember. Was it always free to play? Anyway, I was playing on PlayStation for a bit, and then I tried playing it on Xbox because Kipper's wanted to play it. Yeah, and uh, made an account, merged it, and uh, it took the Xbox, not the PlayStation side. So mm. it's like, oh great, now I've got nothing. Yeah, that is worse. Yeah. It just, um, it just, it just, it just, not that I'd played Fall Guys a lot, right? Like, right. Like, yeah. So I wasn't too fussed by it. I did contact their support and they did try and sort it. They failed, but they did try. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's why I'm in the Rocket League. Slightly annoying, but not actually a problem. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I want to, I can still just copy that old save file and just boot it in offline mode and look at it. Yeah. It still exists. <laughs> you could, um, I've still technically got that data. You could backwards engineer the save file and then uh, sum it up in, in some other tool. Or just take a screenshot for the memories. <laughs> for, the, for the memories. It's funny because when it's like my my XP is on the main screen, it's like, you're level 20. And then when it actually levels up in game, it's like, you're level 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> Like yep. <laughs> I wonder what it presents to other players. Presumably the server version. I don't think you can see that anywhere. Oh, no, can that's you other no, people? It's just the rank, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you unlock the titles, the title, yeah. but then those are just unlocks. Yeah. So I still had all those, which is also weird because it's like, oh, I've got all the avatar borders up to whatever rocketeer level or oh, whatever. Right, yeah. So yeah, that's that's the weirdness of Rocket League syncing problems. Uh, City Skylines 2 I played played it for like basically no time at all before deciding I probably didn't want to play anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool. just because it runs real bad like even on your new machine yes oh man I actually it's like now I know what my machine sounds like when all the fans are on because <laughs> it <laughs> Loud, maxed everything out yeah <laughs> 
but yeah, it's it's real bad. I mean, I admittedly, I had just I just launched it and left everything at, at full. I didn't bother to try and change anything. And then when I later thought, I later thought, oh yeah, I've got that GeForce Experience thing on my PC, don't I? So I can see what their recommended settings are because that's kind of one of the things that GeForce Experience does is mm. automatically set recommended settings on games. So I went and looked at the C Skylanders one. It's like, yeah, these are a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nvidia knows that this game is not Ass. going to run well. And did it run better? Well, I haven't tried it. Okay. okay. I, I, but as I say, I played it for that one session and was like, maybe I don't want to play this. <laughs> but that's not the main reason, of course. The actual reason was because I you looked know, at the yeah, simulation it's... for two seconds and was like, oh no. <laughs> because that's the kind of thing that I'm worried about. Basically, as soon as I got to a moderately sized town and started getting a traffic jam going. And then I went and looked at why their traffic jam was going. I was like, oh, <laughs> this simulation is not great. Well, what, was, what was happening? Okay, so I'm going to try and explain this, <laughs> which is going to be difficult with words. But so <laughs> you, imagine you have a main road with like four lanes, so it's two on each side. And then coming off, branching off from that, you have a one-way street. So it's, okay. it's a turn-in street mm-hmm. off the main road. So that's created a junction. Yeah. And in order for cars to drive into that street, you'll want traffic lights to stop the flow of traffic so they can cut across. And it doesn't. (laughs) Oh, what? The lights never turn? Well, I think what it's doing is that it doesn't actually, you know, do anything fancy. It just assumes that it's a four-way junction. So all it does is stop one direction and then stop the other direction but because the other direction is only an inbound oh no it never actually so when cars are trying to turn across traffic they never get a chance to actually do that because they're trying to it's like it's allowing them to turn but there's still always traffic coming the other way so they always have to wait and then it jams up the junction and it just doesn't it's like it doesn't force it doesn't have a a right turn or left turn I suppose if it's American it doesn't have a turning signal period where only the turning happens okay so I don't build roads like that. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, that's what I had to do in the original City Skylines or even SimCity back in the day where you're like, obviously you need to exploit how this game's AI actually works to make yeah. it work better. But like, you shouldn't have to do that at this point, surely. No, that seems like an obvious one. And also, like someone must have tried it and then been like, oh, that don't work. Well, and obviously that was fixed by mods in City Skylines 1. You right. could if you wanted to, you could get with like the traffic manager mod, you could go as far as like literally programming your own traffic signal settings. Right. But that's, that sounds pretty useful. That sounds really cool. But yeah. obviously that's like that level of specificity is a bit like that has to be a mod because that's no, no one, no actual real game developer is going to make a game like that complicated. Right. No, Even but, though they fucking should. <laughs> well, no, but they, they could at least like abstract it out. So it's not like full on sequencing. Well, like. I mean, realistically, it should just automatically deal with that. It mm. should detect what the junction needs yeah, to function exactly. and yeah. make that work. And maybe you have a upgrade to like have smarter lights or something that can read like, oh, there's no traffic here. So maybe I yeah, can change the something like sequencing. Because there, there is one option that has made it into Skylines 2 that used to be in mods, which is if you, you have to unlock it, but it's like a low level unlock. But you can change a junction from being traffic lights, stop signs or yield. So if you want to, you can get rid of the light traffic lights and just make it a yield junction. Mm. But that doesn't really help. Because in this specific case, you'd actually want traffic lights for the turning yeah, traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Making that stop or yield doesn't actually help the situation. 
that's generally for much lower volume junctions where it's like, well, these traffic lights are just going to make everyone wait too long and we might as well set it to yield. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm, I don't want to play, I don't want to have to game this game. I want to actually just play this game like like I'm in a real city building mm. thing. <laughs> so yeah, maybe I'll go back to it, but I don't know. Mm. It will just be. It will maybe just maybe just give it a bit more time till it's out of not early access. <laughs> well, yeah, make, wait to see if they improve things, yeah. which presumably they might. But they're more worried about the performance aspects at the moment. Uh, yeah, understandably, I guess, because like if it's if it's literally limiting players from from giving it a go because it has such ridiculous requirements. Yes, then and obviously most people don't even point. care about that level of simulation. Sure. It's only crazy people like me who actually care about sure. looking at why a traffic jam is actually happening. Setting the bottom line is the problem. And also in relation to it running real bad and, and the graphics situation, it has so much ridiculous aliasing, I was not actually fully convinced that the anti-aliasing even works. Right. <laughs> because obviously it's a city where there's a lot of things that are going to alias, like, you know, fences and power lines sure, and sure. road markings. Yeah. <laughs> which makes it very obvious that it's absolutely awful. Hmm. Or things that probably shouldn't, you know, they are going to do that and just not render. Well, I mean, that is yeah. part of the problem of why it runs so badly at the moment, is like they just, just haven't done lines. much LOD work. Yeah. Supposedly, one of the big performance hogs before a very early patch was that the that the people walking around in the town had fully rendered teeth. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like you're never going to see that. But then why are they there? That seems what? so. That seems so excessive. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe focusing on the ring, wrong things there. Well, that just sounds I mean, like someone like imported a model and didn't yeah, properly yeah. think about it. Yeah, that's an unoptimized like store asset or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, that's... they need they need some of that uh, Unreal Five nanite to, <laughs> for to, their teeth. To, to, yeah, to to reduce the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> why aren't they just cold if the mouth is closed or something like that? Or I mean, why do people even need to open their mouths? Yeah, in that in that game, like I suppose if you want to literally zoom in and have like this is this is the city and this is my cafe scene in my city, or like I don't know, then maybe there's. Also, apparently, there was a big problem with rogue packs of dogs because the the, dog, <laughs> the code that was making people walk their dogs wasn't working correctly. And the dogs would just get free, <laughs> independent, and then just then be a bunch of them wandering around because they never got deleted. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> wolves, <laughs> urban wolves. So yeah, that's it. So I like I don't know how if I'm gonna go back to that. I'm too distracted by all these other games. As you can tell, I overcame my decision paralysis of playing yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. on Game Pass. <laughs> and was suddenly like, I'm going to play all the things. See, <laughs> all of them. See, it just gets easier, right? Because eventually you start whittling down the list of things you actually want to play on there. Sure. And fortunately, I may be able to not be Rob and have to get achievements in everything. Because <laughs> I don't care uh, about achievements. That's, that's slipping with me a bit. Like, I, I like to get like... <laughs> I like to feel like I should get like 50% in a game that I've played, right? Sure. Especially if I've played it to completion. There's a bit of me that's just like, I've, I've, I've at least earned 500 of the thousand points in this, right? That's like, that's like kind of my, my trigger, I suppose. Speaking of a game that I have been paying attention to achievements for, but only for like the, the challenge, I guess. Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> right, yeah, I did see, see that pop up in my Xbox list. No, I played quite a bit of that. Because it's, you know... Is it soothing? 
Is it calm? Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it zen? I mean, it is a you know definitely a game you can play a podcast with. <laughs> right. For example, there's not even any music or anything apart from in the level where you're cleaning a carousel. Is it, right. <laughs> is it not too much, I don't know, work I mean, playing that game? Like, isn't any simulator game like that too much of too much like work? I mean... Too much like an actual job. To an extent, but there's a bit of me that just thinks, like, surely this is just... It's like it's like a pixel hunting game, but like like you've got to, you actually do have to hunt every pixel. Kind I mean, of. Like, I mean, I, you can, I can safely say that Dan would never be able to play it because it's like an RSI generator. <laughs> oh, of course, right. yeah. Because <laughs> move one way, move back, move one way. Yeah, it's because you're constantly sweeping the mouse backwards and forwards over things. Yeah, but you could probably write an auto hotkey script to do that. For <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but again, that's part of the gameplay because you're like the further away you are from the surface, the less pressure you're putting on it, so the less effectively it gets into the dirt. So you're constantly having to, like, climb around and hilariously go prone. Okay. Well, I mean, the... What? <laughs> the, the icon in the... Snipe the dirt out. The icon in the UI shows it as going prone, but when you see, like, the time-lapse replay that shows you going around and cleaning stuff, you're actually just crouching down. Oh, okay. But it's funny that the UI icon just like uses the prone. That is pretty funny. I hope you can hope one of the costumes is a ghillie suit. <laughs> that would be funny, but it's not. Just colours. But yeah, you have to get right up in there. And then it does like it account <laughs> it accounts for it in some ways where it's just like the larger the surface, the less exact you have to be on the cleaning. Okay. So you right. can get away with missing a few little bits sure. on an extremely large surface. But then, obviously, that problem in, is in the reverse, where when it's a small thing, you have to be super thorough mm. and come at it from every angle if there's, like, a lip or whatever, where you have to, like, I have to get behind this because there's a tiny bit of dirt back there. Power wash a small item? <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a lot of things that you probably shouldn't power wash in this game. <laughs> like... I don't know, ancient statues or gas canisters. <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, you know, it it's not actually any in any way like a simulator, mm. which I kind of, I, if they ever do like a power simulator too, I'd kind of like them to do like a, just a little bit more simulation. A little more sim. Because well, like, it's not sim enough for you. Yeah. Because like, if you're cleaning something, you should clean it from the top down because then the water will start washing yeah, away yeah, the dirt yeah, yeah. below it, right? But yeah. it doesn't simulate that. Yeah. Just gotta peel it from yeah. wherever. Yeah. And it also, like, it doesn't. And surely, yeah, that should make a mess of the floor if you're like. Well, yeah, and it also. And gotta clean the floor. It also doesn't have any, like, damage like simulation <laughs> like you can't overpower something I like mean, wash it too hard smash the glass on a Porsche or something or like scrape the paint off something by right. power washing it too vigorously <laughs> but yeah I think that that could I mean I mean they've clearly left themselves some, some room for a sequel yeah they? exactly like I think that would be kind of cool and it also has a system for like you can have a, a nozzle that adds detergent or whatever and you can buy you buy specific cleaning fluids for specific types of material. So it's like, oh, this yeah. building's made mostly of wood, so I'll need the wood cleaning material. Except that's like you can't the detergent nozzle to make softer water or something. Yeah, I don't know what that means really, but like that nozzle is just like a spray nozzle, so it's only for covering large areas. Mm. It's not for like getting all the. Basically, you just when you buy that, you just vaguely spray across all of the surfaces of that material, and then that's it. And then you come back with the actual pressure washer to actually clean it all. This is so weird. 
Is this, a, is this best sim 2023 or is this... Uh, it's a well-old game. Oh, it's it, not, it's even, not, this, not year. this year. Not even slightly. Uh, I assumed it was early this year. But, <laughs> but yes, that's, that's power. It's got a fucking lot of levels. You'd be surprised for thinking it's like this weirdly tiny indie game. It's like it keeps going. <laughs> and it also has a story where like <laughs> okay. you're constantly getting random texts from sometimes the people you're working for and sometimes just like your friends or whatever talking about what... <laughs> hey, Nico, do you want to come bowling? <laughs> kind of. Except most of the time it's like, hey, you, do you want to come out watch this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess those are business texts, I guess. This is like in like in Need for Speed, where it's just like, "Hey, do you want to like not steal, not steal this car?" <laughs> like, kind of. But yeah, there's a story about. Well, and it's kind of obvious from the start that it's about like a volcanic eruption, which is why everything is so fucking dirty. <laughs> it's like, weirdly, it's like everything is dirty before the volcanic eruption, and then when the volcano starts erupting, people are like, "Oh, it's going to undo all your good work, making it clean." But why was it that dirty the first time round? Maybe another volcanic eruption that happened in the past. Uh, desert ash, desert sand, like. But then it gets, red then it starts thing. getting typically indie game crazy, where it's just like, oh, we've had, we've unearthed this ancient monument, and then when you clean it, it fires a beam <laughs> that stops the volcano erupting. Okay, <laughs> for some reason. Okay. And the mayor's cat has gone missing, except then when you're when you're cleaning a different when you're cleaning a different ancient statue, you just see like this train of cats wandering through the desert because they're all escaping the volcano that's about to erupt. <laughs> and then when you get to the dockyards to clean the boat, all the cats are just there at the coastline, <laughs> sitting there waiting to get off the island. I hope there's a scene like where you're you're stuck in the middle of a desert somewhere and just over over a ridge, just all these cat heads just just leer over. <laughs> I mean, that is close to what it's like. But yeah, I don't know what, I don't know how this is going to resolve. How are we going to solve the problem of, also apparently the mayor was diverting a river to a secret mining rig that might be why the volcano is erupting. <laughs> uh, surprisingly deep lore. Yeah. Power wash lore. So yes, that's power wash simulator. <laughs> All right. I'm beginning to understand this, why this is a thing a little more. Not because of the actual power washing, but the uh, well, the rest of it is at least intriguing. I don't, I don't think the story counts for much. Okay, okay. There's just a, like a couple of text messages per level. And sometimes they're not about the story, sometimes they're just random bullshit. <laughs> the guy talking about Bigfoot or whatever while you're cleaning his treehouse in the woods. Hey, would you like some cheesy gubbins? I've got some cheesy gubbins. <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last thing to talk about was I think me and Rob played conveniently yeah transition oh, yeah. segue time <laughs> transition it was RoboQuest the very boringly named game that's actually kind of good um, yeah. yeah I never would have like touched this had you guys not not point or you pointed it out and been like no this is actually good like because it's, it's yeah, RoboQuest why would you call a game that honestly I mean uh, like Every time I'm thinking about naming it, like I'm thinking about, what would I call a game? It's just like, there's no names left. <laughs> They've all been used. Well, yeah, apparently not this one. Like, I, I guess, like, I bet there is another game called yeah, Robo Quest. Must, must be, right? It must be something, like, presumably in the mobile space or on well, some, sure. some ancient platform like the ZX Spectre or something. Yeah, like. probably. Robo Quest, honestly. And, it, like, a, I don't think it's like key art does it any favours. Like, when you combine that and the word RoboQuest, you immediately just go, that's probably a mobile game. Mm, yeah, I mean, that is 
it gives off the wrong vibe. And then you watch the trailer and then you're like, oh damn, this actually looks pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out this game's pretty sweet. Yep. So it's a roguelike first-person shooter with some sort of Doom-esque elements, I guess. I mean, it's okay. got the it's got the sort of boomer shooter speed, right? Yeah, you're fast, and the enemies drop health when they die, so you kind of have an incentive to constantly be moving around the yeah. room, collecting yeah. the stuff. There's a, there's a even though there's like ranged weaponry, there's a, yeah, there's a little bit of like get up in their ass about it, you know? Yeah. As as the term has now become for games that force you to get like aggressive and close and regular, perhaps, and it has some pretty <laughs> f- funky music. Yeah, well, not the, funky. I mean, <laughs> wrong word, I suppose. I mean, it's it's like hard EDM, but it's like 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 verging on industrial. But it's like it's it's pretty cool. I like it. I like it a lot, especially the level we just got to where it like suddenly switches up to drum and bass. It's like, oh, that's that's neat. I'm digging this. Yeah. I mean, the third level has a slightly weird thing where it's sort of like it has it has the riser for the for the drop, so to speak. Like it goes, and it's like ready to go, and all of a sudden it just cuts back to the start. Like, well, it's because it's it's got to run that loop continuously yeah, while, you're, while, in you're, in that, while you're in the waiting room. Yeah, and then and then you go and then you go into the level, and it just cuts back to the riser, and it's like, okay, you did that better elsewhere in the game. But, yeah, but no, the music is rad. Um, I need to. It's one of those soundtracks where it's just like, oh yeah, I always meant to go and figure out how to properly make like cyberpunk esque synths, and that and that fat noise that they that 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 you associate with that. It's it's pretty cool. It's cool. I mean, it's a it's a roguelike shooter with a reasonably large amount of guns. Yeah, are fairly distinct. Plenty I've not used yet. They're not quite as distinct as like Gungeon, obviously, because Gungeon is a comedy gun game. Sure, yeah. You, you kind of, and again, that's sort of the problem that Gungeon has left for everyone. Right? Yeah, that it's like if you're not, if you're not, and Isaac to to a certain extent as yeah. well. Like if you're doing a roguelite and you're not hitting that level of random. Yes, I know. Uh, this game also definitely doesn't seem to have as much like combo potential as Isaac. Obviously, sure. and the perks and stuff haven't felt like super impactful. And things like that. No, it's, it's like you can somewhat make a build, and it does. It when you're upgrading your character when you level up and you get the, your character perks, they do have like a something of a tree. Like if when, yeah, you, there are when some... you unlock one thing, it then subsequently has upgrades that will also appear the next time you level yeah, up. Yeah, there's like a class so you can choose those class specific progression. Yeah, you pick something else, and it goes. Oh, you picked this, so you can improve that if you want. Or, yeah, yeah. So you can sort of make a build, but it then, doesn't. But it doesn't like outline what that tree is. You have to no. You just it. have to see it. I mean, you can look at it later because there's that in the class picking. Right. Yeah. It, that, it kind of it just lists you, everything you've seen. Yeah. It shows you think you've done. Which then, obviously, the other thing is it tries to encourage you to experiment by. You know, if you want to unlock the weapon cards, you have to get a certain number of kills with weapons. But then those weapon cards don't do anything. It's just right, just a collectible. Just a collectible. But that's a minor incentive to try out everything. Hmm. Oh, that bloody mortar. God, that was a difficult to use. <laughs> just lobs such a ridiculous arc upwards from where you're aiming. Right. And it's really hard, like in the thick of battle, it's really hard to, it to put some red X on the floor where it's going to land, but it's really hard to actually get that to go where you want it to go. <laughs> right. Because it's not, it's not just like a straight grenade, or it doesn't feel like a straight grenade launcher, so I'm not like arcing the shots. Anyway, I don't know. That was weird. That was a weird ass gun. 
Yes. Did a lot of damage if you managed to like zero it in, but mm. not helpful in the thick of foul. And yeah, but then it also <laughs> so the problems that I have I've had with it so far have been well, firstly, there's a fairly obvious, like, severe difficulty spike at about the midpoint of the le- level chain, which is about where we got to. Oh, is it? Is that okay? We're at we're at the spike. Pretty much. It's just like as soon as there's those enemies that do beam attacks and those mm. big dudes in the previous level, it's just like you just take a load more damage really abruptly. Sure. Like you can be totally owning everything up to that point, and then those levels just then destroy you. Struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that is just an actual difficulty spike or something like. Or if we're you not specking right, or we're missing something. Yeah, or... like we haven't found the t- t- tactics to it yeah. yet. And then the other problem that I've sort of had with it is just like... It... Well, it has a bunch of secrets, so obviously you're doing these different runs, to, mm. and you, it forces you to do the runs because you're having to go... You're having to do something where you've gone past a point where you need to come back to the next time. Sure, yeah. So you're having to redo you, you, things. You get a thing that will let you do or go into a door or something like that that you couldn't go into in the next round. And then, like, if you actually... There's a place where you can see the world map so you can see where the branches are. Mm. But the branches are, like, different lengths for sure. Like, there's one path where you can get, like, two extra levels before the level we got to. Oh, Interesting. So it's I, I'm not sure how that's balanced. Cause, right, because the only branch I know about is the same length. Yeah, because like, like in Gungeon, you have the two secret levels between the first and the second and the second and the third level. Yeah. And those are just like, if you can handle that much more difficulty because they are slightly more difficult than those than the surrounding levels, that's just a bonus because yeah, you get like you an get, extra chest or whatever. You get more gear. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether that's going to be the same in this game, where it's like, is uh, the longest path always going to be the preferable one you're, in, in you're the in, end? And you're encouraged to do more combat in this just because of the XP system, which isn't always a thing in roguelikes, right? Because you, sure. you get XP for killing stuff. Yeah, and I wonder how that scales as well, because I haven't paid enough attention to numbers or whatever. Right, like, yeah. If, it, when you do those two extra levels... The game is quite good about popping up every number that happens, right? Like, yeah. like every every single thing. Like you, you gain XP, there'll be a little pop up in the XP bar. You like you lose health, there'll be a negative red number pop up over your health bar to show you how much you've lost. And it's uh, there's numbers everywhere. Yeah, and and even one of the like <laughs> loading tips talking about loading tips uh, was like, don't worry, we're we're tracking decimal points and like it's like we're just <laughs> rounding it up to whole numbers. It's like there's, there's a there's a whole bunch more going on. Yeah. Although, speaking of what number it doesn't have, speaking of another problem, DPS. DPS. Yeah. It has re- damage, it has fire rate, it doesn't have DPS. It's really helpful to have DPS on the weapons you pick up. Yeah, because it encourages you to do things real fast as well. Yeah, because there's a time bonus for each level. So, like, if, you, if you're standing around spending time looking at a weapon trying to go, is this better? Then, like, outside of the hub anyway. Um, where I mean, it gives you some stuff. Uh, once again, um, this is another thing that I need to actually stop and look at one time to see whether <laughs> see how it actually works because it does the like green arrow, red arrow thing, but like, does that is the when it says damage and it's clearly a literal damage shot. number? Yeah. Does the green arrow there still account for DPS? Because I feel like I it might. It, yeah, I'm not sure it does. I think I think if it does like more damage per for one shot, then it's always been green, even if the fire rate's been like I don't know slow. <laughs> but again, don't know because I haven't stopped to look. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> but spend it, some time it would be better for it to area. just have a DPS number, and sure. that would be the number you'd need to look at. Yeah, I mean, like like any like MMO player or like yeah. Diablo player would do, right? They'd look at that and go, "Oh, that's better. I'll have that." <laughs>
but it's still fun. Yeah. I mean, it's still fresh for me. Like I've only played it for like a couple of hours at this point. And yes. Um, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying playing a fast play shooter on PC. Something I've probably not done for a year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, when I first started playing, I was like, am I have I just like not played one of these for so long that I've forgotten what it's like? But then I was like, well, I still play Dirk, and that's not it's slow exactly. Presumably, I could play it on Xbox as well. Yeah, it? and and crossplay would sort us out. I don't know quite how the voice situation would work in that instance. Yeah, I haven't seen if it has in-game voice. I'm not sure it has its own system. No. Um, so that might be a slight. Well, I could, <laughs> I could do the stupid thing and put some put some the pods in my ears and run Discord on my phone. <laughs> oh God, Nintendo were right. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> they were not right. No. Nope. Uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know how that would work, but it does have, in theory, have crossplay. It can you know on PC at least it would work with the Xbox friends list and it will work with the um epic store as well as it kept forcing me to do like well, it will work when it works which is the other mystery yeah, problem we've been that's, having that's a bit problem because like it seems to be okay for you but like when i load into the game it doesn't seem able to sort multiplayer out half the time like it won't create the session id you need if you're going to host and it won't create the um uh, it just can't access the friends list for ages yeah like and, and sometime the first time we played it it just took a while and then seemed to come back to life like i don't know i went back to the main menu went back to the game Went to the multiplayer menu and it had sorted itself out. Um, uh, and the, when we tried it today, like I had to reboot the game in order to get it to come alive, and then it was then it was okay. So fortunately, it loads pretty quick. Yeah, but like, I mean, obviously, <laughs> tiny game, well, relatively tiny. Yeah, but it's neat. I'm enjoying it. Um, can't speak to its legs at this point, but yeah, I'm enjoying it at least. Something else for us to do that's not Dirk. Yep, sure. <laughs> is, okay. Not that we've had much time to no, I've not do had a lot Dirk of time either. To do much of that, which is a, which is a bummer. But um, but then I'm okay. I'm sort of okay with that until the until some new content happens. Well, sure, until yeah. June. But I still haven't. I still haven't unlocked all the weapons or anything like that for all the classes. Well, so there's, there's, there's still things to there's do. There's that new content for you still. Yeah, there's still things to do and discover. So that's that's fine. That was like Ro- yes, that was the same Robo Robo thing. Robo request. Yeah. Robo generic name. Okay. <laughs> Robo request. Check it out. It's good. Check it out. What else have you been playing, Rob? Uh, I thought of two games I should have played this year, but <laughs> but, but, but but I wouldn't have played because I'm I'm backlogged up to hell, and that's the like a, the two like a dragon games that came out this year. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like Ishin and the man who erased his name. Both seem super them. cool. <laughs> We'll be there. And we'll get through all the Yakuza content. I need to start playing two a year to keep up (laughs) now. Because Infinite Wealth is next year. Are they actually making more than you? you They are making games faster than I play them at the moment, which Mm. is a problem. Even though you were catching up on historical games, right? Yeah, but I've only really been playing one a year. And it's... um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm falling behind. Because they put two out next year. We're getting another one pretty soon. In the infinite wealth. Um, in fairness, we don't know what's happening after that, so maybe we'll get a little bit of a breather. Because <laughs> <laughs> RGG, man, they're putting in work. But infinite wealth is supposed to be enormous, mm. like like an absolute monstrous game, and and the Yakuza games aren't small at the best of times. Nope. And and even they're saying no, this is this is big. Um. So oh boy. <laughs> 
settle in. Uh, yeah, what have I been playing? Uh, the SNES Classic came out of the cupboard. <laughs> okay. Um, because, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, I just, I <laughs> because just, why I don't know. Well, no, I know, I know exactly why. There is a, there's a very good reason why it came out. But also, like, my Xbox died. Like, my, I wanted to play my OG Xbox for, for a couple of things. I've been one thing in particular that I've been keeping a little bit secret because uh, it's well, yeah, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, uh, but I, I, will, I will explain when it eventually happens. Uh, the Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be a secret. I'm all, I'm all over that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I, I do actually own that? Don't yes, I? Um, <laughs> that, that wasn't that was actually a joke. No, Rob does actually own that joke. I, I didn't. I, 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 I Not intentionally, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I got given a coffee. Um, yeah, yeah. So my OG, my OG Xbox, the DVD drive on it has finally died. So cue me actually taking apart my Xbox, voiding the warranty. <laughs> oh no! Um, oh no! Uh, and uh, attempting to clean the DVD drive, which is actually a pretty easy task to do on the OG Xbox. It's it's actually quite accessible. Um, uh, I guess because it's so big and built like a PC, it's actually pretty easy to just take apart. Like, it's not not bad at all. Um, but yeah, that didn't that unfortunately didn't help. So um, I'm now left in this situation where I don't really know what to do. Like, I, I probably like the easiest option is to buy another OG Xbox and hope that drive lasts. But I think that's that's this is the next problem, right? The drives just aren't. Uh, the drive's lifespan seems to be a thing in the, in the community. Like it's coming into question. Like they're they're just start starting to fail. Mm. Um, uh, so getting a new one, whilst it might be actually be the cheapest option to getting up and running, um, might might not be a long long term solution. So I've thought about like, okay, what, how can I hack this thing? Is now the time I hack this thing? And it's like, well, that, that's really really easy to do now. Apparently, you just need a copy of like there are certain games you need to find a copy of, like the original Splinter Cell or the original Mech Assault, um, which shouldn't be too tricky to track down. Um, so once you've got those, like there are there are an, oh and a special USB cable that plugs into a controller port, so you can put a USB stick in there. Um, yeah, there are ways to to do that pretty easily. But then I was wondering, like, okay, so that would hack the Xbox, so I could run whatever I wanted on it. But then that thing's only got like an eight gig hard drive. Couldn't really put many things on it at one time. I would basically have to probably load a disk ISO onto it and hope that that would run and uh, not screw up the rest of the hard disk space that's allocated for game saves and all that stuff because I don't want to lose my saves. Mm. Years of work there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I don't know what to do. Or buy a second Xbox and hack that one instead or something, or then try to move the drive over or something. or. I don't know. I don't want to do. I'm a purist. I like playing from the original, the original stuff. I like putting my disc in the drive and feeling it chunk, and then off you go. I like that. And like, and if I hacked my Xbox, it's like emulation will get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's not, hmm. it's not, it's not perfect at the moment, but it will get there. And I'd need a much faster PC apparently to do it because the games that are even are supposed to work on Zemu uh, do not work very well on my machine at all. Um, so I can't do really do that route either. Uh, so that was a bummer. So I so the SNES came out and I played me some Star Fox because um, I sweet I had played the original Star Fox a little bit 
like as, as, when I, well back in the day a very tiny amount um mm. but also like when I first got the SNES classic I played it a little bit just to sort of be like I don't really remember the original Star Fox I'm more of a Lilac Wars guy uh let's let's see what this is like and and really had a hard time adjusting to it because yeah. you know super effects games kind of run like garbage like they, they, yep. they can't Terrible they physically cannot run faster than 20 frames a second that is a hardware mm. limitation um uh and and Star Fox doesn't really hit that um so it's um yeah it's a challenge but I did manage to get through the normal course eventually and you know beat the game Classically, like I haven't tried doing. There's two more routes you can take, sort of different levels, and I haven't tried those yet. But I'll probably go back to that um, because you know Star Fox is a good time, um, and I much prefer Star Fox One to Star Fox Two, as it turns out, because that I hadn't played, um, and uh, I thought, like, well, I should I should probably give this a go. I'm in that I'm in that headspace. Let's try it. Um, Star Fox Two is a very different game. Um, Sure, it's a super effects chip game, but it plays more like it's basically the where the ideas for Star Fox Command began. Um, so Star Fox Command was a DS game where uh, that actually did come out, and uh, you you effectively like get given a a, a map and you have to pilot you, know, you draw where your crafts are going to go, almost epic yarn style, um, mm. and they they fly to thing, and then and then at the end of a turn, anything they encountered, you then fight in a sort of all range mode style battle. Um, so it doesn't have any of these like curated linear levels that you would probably normally associate with Star Fox, right? Um, and Star Fox Two is is that as well. Star Fox Two doesn't have linear, not exactly linear, um, like curated experiences. Like it has more. Most of the fights you'll do in space will be all range fights um, in space. Uh, so it, I guess it was the first game that had all range mode technically until Lilac. What you know. Yeah, mm. if if you exclude the fact that it didn't come out, um, <laughs> uh, and it also introduced like the chicken walker, right? So every, the Arwings could trans could transform into a walker, and have you can have on planet sections walking around, uh, shooting stuff, going into bases, uh, which is pretty impressive for the snares right, yeah. to be able to do. Like it's it's neat. Um, it's a shame it's just not as fun as normal Star Fox. Like it's just, no, no. And also, I played through the like the normal difficulty mode a couple of times and beat it quite easy both times. Um, like getting through it on the on the standard difficulty is and it is is a bit of a cakewalk. Um, but then I put it in. I just ratcheted. It's got three difficulty levels, and I ratcheted it up by one to the middle level, and it just got my ass handed to me immediately. Like it gets so much harder, like instantly, uh, and it's. I don't know if I'll go back to it, honestly. Like, it'll be nice to see some of the other areas and some of the other base designs because that's sort of the other problem. Like, the base designs when you are doing the planetary stuff, they're the same every time. There's no real, <laughs> there's not enough roguelitiness, I guess, to it. But I guess that wasn't too much of a thing then. But uh, once you've done it like once, you kind of know what you're doing. Um, mm. uh, and that's a bit of a problem. But so it'd be nice to see the other areas and uh, hear the other music, which is kind of kind of cool. And, uh, yeah, stuff like that. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a strange beast. Like I can sort, I can sort of understand why it didn't come out. Like if you put it next, if you put it next to Lilac Wars, that would have come out at nearly the same time. Like it's a. Uh... Oh really? Yeah, because it was it was very well. It wouldn't have been. 
Wow, that, that was the story, right? That, that Star Fox 2 got cancelled because Lilac Wars wasn't far away and they were seeing what they could pull off on the N64. Uh, I don't think the N64 was quite out, out yet, but you know, Lilac Wars was well in development at that point. And uh, they were just seeing what they could do there. And as a result, they were like, well, we don't really want to put Star Fox 2 out to potentially bring down the marketing that we're putting towards Ultra 64. Uh, see, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to look like the weaker company, I guess, in the in the in the graphics arms race. So they just didn't put it out. Um, I think PlayStation was already out. That didn't help, right? And Saturn was already out. So Nintendo putting out an inferior 3D product kind of had a a bit of a curse, I think, in Nintendo's eyes. Mm. Uh, so even though the game was pretty much finished, it never came out. Um, so. Snares Classic was the first time it actually got officially released. <laughs> Them's the tales of Star Fox. I actually played some Star Fox Command because after playing Star Fox 2, I was interested. <laughs> right. And was like, how does this hold up? And it's like, that game is, again, quite... It's, it's weird. You have to get into the mindset for it because I failed the first mission of the game <laughs> when I first picked it up. Um, so it's, it's, it's a similar thing. You're drawing out, like, you're, you're telling craft where to go um, but they've they've made it more complicated, and that there's a turn limit um, for each level. Um, there's like you can't let your ship get de- you can't get your home ship, so your Great Fox get destroyed. You can't let um, your fuel timer run out, and your fuel timer runs down whilst you're in combat. Um, but you can find time pickups to increase that. Doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, mm. But also, there's a turn limit, so like you can only move so far each turn. You can only um, so you're, you're you're trying to head everyone off whilst also under this pressure that like if you run out of turns like the mission fails as well. Uh, so there's very much like a blitz tactic to it. Really, you've got to find the right path through the level to be like I need to go this way to collect the enemies as I fly by, so I fight mm. them and get them off the map, and then make my way to a base so I can destroy that and then unlock a few more turns because that's how you get more turns. You have to go to a base or a mothership, and then it will give you a couple more turns, which you'll then need to then get to the rest of the stuff. And you only really finish levels when you clear everything off the map. So even I guess it's trying to be tactics, but it's not really. It's a bit trial and error to be like, what is the path I actually need to take through this in order to... Or the paths I need to send people in order to collect collect all the the enemies so Mm. I can fight them. Uh, it's, It's a strange thing. But... Uh, to its credit, Star Fox Commander does go way further than what Star Fox Two was trying to do. Yes, you don't you don't have the Walker; it is all flying, um, so they, they they don't have that. But um, it's got a pretty rich branching story in there, so you can make decisions uh, every now and then, like what you're going to do next, um, and that will change the story. And you're encouraged to play through it multiple times in order to try and get all the all the possible outcomes uh, and unlock stuff. Uh, and it's a uh, it's a neat idea. I just, I'm, I'm not entirely. I, I remember at the time thinking, like, I'd played, I've beaten it several times. Like, I've gone through the story and I found it. I'd, I remember back then, like, I got to the point where I actually couldn't quite work out how to make other stories unlock. Right. Like, I always seem to end right. up at a similar outcome. And it's like, I'm not, what am I doing? Like, am I, am I acing this too much? Is it about performance or is it about my choices? Like, I could never quite work out what the, what the difference was. Um, but I'm playing it. Yeah, I'll 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 dip in. I'll play it a bit more. And I, I I need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but yeah, it's there. 
But I guess Star Fox is my new arcade racer uh, <laughs> for, for now. Whilst I've been on that retro binge this year. Uh, yeah, so I've been doing a bit of that. Uh, I Also on DS, because I could, I've been playing Elite Beat Agents. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for those that don't know, Elite Beat Agents is a, is a rhythm game. Um it was the only one that that was officially released in the US and Europe um, in of this formula of the Uenden formula, um, mm. uh, and this one obviously had, was Americanized and localized and has different music and it has uh, Madonna and stuff. Yeah, it has it has well, it has covers of Madonna yeah. and YMCA and Avril Lavigne and uh. Can't really remember <laughs> any of the others. There's some uh, Clapton, maybe, but yeah, the the. So I was going into it thinking because I I played at the time an import copy of Os Tatakai Uendan, the original, uh, very Japanese, very much not localized, um, but had a blast with it, um, uh, and and got pretty good at it at one point, and uh, so so I was trying to trying to get back into this, and I'm just not. I just don't think the vibe translates to, to the, the American Western version. Style. It's like no. it's pretty close. Like they're trying to follow the exact same formula. Like like the way the way the story's set up, the way you're going to do like because that's one of the one of the great things about us Tatakai Wenden was just the um the setups <laughs> were always like quite well presented as a, as a like a, a, a comic strip. Like mm. even if you didn't understand the Japanese, you knew what was going on, right? And it was kind of entertaining like, with the animations and what was happening. It was it was pretty neat. You know, when you've got a level where a horse race gets interrupted by a thief and the horse decides to be the hero and go do something about it. So you're and you're cheering on the horse to go save the day. That's great. Like, I like that. Um, yeah, but like in, in Elite Beat Agents, obviously, there's, there's some, as the name will suggest, they're now an undercover agency rather than a cheer squad like a random mm. like gr- a random group of dudes that just go way on the side <laughs> like now they're actual agents that step in and somehow dance the problems away and like just just that little detail just that little change somehow <laughs> makes it not work it's changing like, it from like being being stupid into- <laughs> well, stupid and like I because you call it like politely enthusiastic in a Japanese way. Right, like yeah. they're just doing it because they're they're good people who want to cheer you on. Whereas in the Americanized version, it's because they're government agents who are making people do good because that's what yeah. the government does. Well, like Wendon Austin has the thing where they're like a no- the cheer squad is like a known entity. So when people are in trouble, they like scream Uenda! Right, yes, like and, in- and, and they they they're sort of most of the time they're just sort of already there, which is Naturally. great. <laughs> and they're just sort of like, oh okay, let's do some stuff. And those setups normally look great. Um uh Whereas Elite Beat Agents, like, it doesn't quite work because they'll do the story. The person will shout, help! <laughs> like, which isn't just as cool. It just isn't as cool as, it went down! Um, uh, and then, but then, like, the pacing is ruined because then they have a second cutaway then to a, some dude sitting in a chair, like, in mission control. Oh, right. <laughs> who, radio in the wind. Yeah, who then, who then says, like, like, agents are go! So you get another one of these, like, shout moments, but you always get that one, and it just doesn't, like, agents are go just isn't as cool. Like, I don't know. I mean, it was Thunderbirds are go cooler. I think, I think it might be. I think it might be. But agents are go is not cool. Um, so it doesn't quite flow. Um, 
to their credit, they have added some extra like features so you can skip the story a bit easier, um, right? Or skip to the actual song a bit quicker um, if you're trying to retry levels and things like that. But um, but that's also where it falls apart because the like I guess because the music is Americanized and Europeanized, it's just not as interesting or as fun. Mm. Like I like I don't I, I just care about it less. <laughs> like the YMCA YMCA level is pretty fun. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll give them that, but. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just not really into these versions, especially because like I, you know their covers as well, and I guess because our ear is more attuned to the originals. Like it's, I think there yeah. were covers in Wendon as well. In fairness, but they were they were pretty good covers, and it's like the, the, I'm I'm less convinced by them here. Um, but that just might be your ear, right? To to be used to the language. Um, so I went and played some Wendon, and like anyway, so, <laughs> because. You know, it, yeah. it's, you know, it wasn't released over here, so I'm playing it on an R4 cart. <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Um, Which you had from back in the day? No, that's not mine. <laughs> that's not my R4 cart. Um, uh, I am borrowing it. Um, but yeah, I played some played some Uenden instead on that thing, and and that holds up. It just holds up. It's a great game. <laughs> um, I do occasionally run into trouble with like with like. With my DS, like I get, those things are getting old, right? And the touch sensitivity isn't mm. perfect in places. Mm. Well, um, especially if your screen is worn in specific ways. Yeah, there's a there's a spot towards the top left of the screen where it gets a little bit wobbly, and you can see that on Star Fox Command when you're trying to draw the um yeah, the flight you draw path. a line for it, and it, which is actually really detrimental to you in Star Fox Command because you draw the line, and it like if it's not a straight line, you're actually burning more fuel and yeah. you don't travel as far. So that can be a right pain in the ass to draw it again, draw it again, draw it again until it gets it right. Um, uh, and I'm using an old DS Lite that I bought off eBay to do this. And it's, don't get me wrong, this is way better than the touchscreen on my old DS, which is blocked beyond belief. Um, so at least I can play it. But yeah, man, Wendon's a good game. And there was a sequel like that I've never never played, so maybe I need to try and also acquire that by mm. illicit means. Um, but yeah, Wendon's cool. Seek it out if you if you've got a DS. I wouldn't recommend playing it with like like emulation unless you're like one of those like do you remember those <laughs> I mean we've watched videos of people playing a Wendon on like touchpads, like where the where the screen wasn't even on the yeah, touchpad. You're using a tablet basically, that, but yeah. not like a tablet tablet, like yeah, a drawing like a, tablet. Yeah. Like how did people do oh, that? That's, that's insane. Um Oh, using like a Wacom tablet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not but not the fancy new ones that are basically screens. Um yeah, it's it's I don't Although know. Although that would work. Oh yeah, that would totally work. But um yeah, I guess you could use a surface, I suppose, like a Microsoft surface <laughs> or um yeah, something like that. But but yeah, it's it's clearly clearly the way to play is with a stylus in your hand. It's um it's a cool game. I like it a lot. Uh I'm sure I'm missing some stuff, but the other thing I've started playing is uh on Xbox. I am playing Fist, <laughs> which I mentioned earlier. Uh you which did. is which is a Metroidvania. I think it's Chinese made. Um where you play a mechanized bunny rabbit who basically carries a giant mechanical fist on his back, hence the name. Um, Except his fist is an acronym, isn't it? Well, yeah, the game's subtitle is Forged in Shadow Torch, which right. clearly makes very little <laughs> sense. Like, the, the city is called Torch City. Okay. I'm not quite sure where the shadow part comes well, from. Well, you're going to transfer to the shadow dimension at some point, probably. <laughs> I guess. Um 
<laughs> like, it didn't need the acronym. They could have just of called it not. Fist and got away with it. It's fine. Um, I mean, the weapon's just called the Fist, so it, like, it immediately explains Is that itself. an acronym? Or is it literally? No, no they just <laughs> called it the Fist. I think it was because it's the Fist part of what was once a bigger mech. Sure, I guess that makes sense. Um, so they just call it the Fist. But everyone seems to know it's called the Fist. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, uh, this game's pretty good. Mm. Like... Uh, I'd, I'd heard Easy Allies talk about it like a year, uh, when it came out like a year or two ago, and uh, I think Huber was the one that was saying, "Don't sleep on Fist. Fist is good," um, and he's and he's not wrong. It's it's pretty it's pretty decent. Um, so so the setup is is like it's you're Torch City is a pretty like grimy like it's bad times in Torch City, right? It's like a uh, the, the 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 Chinese. It's like it's uh, it's got it's got that Chinese aesthetic to it, that slightly Oriental thing, but also like grimy Victorian vibe to it. So it's like somewhere mm, okay. in between in between Oliver and like a and Hong Kong. It's like it's 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 got a cool look to it. Um, uh, and it's 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 on hard times. Basically, the Furtizans, as they call them, because obviously they're all animals, <laughs> all fairies, <laughs> they're all anthropomorphized. Um, Animals, yeah. Um, the the Furtizans have been uh, uh, they they got defeated by the the I think they're called the they, they're basically referred to as the Legion most of the time, but they're basically robots. Like it's a, it's an army of robots. Um, so the class divide between the <laughs> between living, between the ro- and, living and not, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they've basically taken over, and Furtizans are kind of you know second class basically in this in this universe in this city, uh, and the Legion. Although it's like a, you know, they're, they're living side by side. They're not really. They're living under the legion and are oppressed by it. And uh, you're uh, you're a veteran of the war because, of course, you are. That's why you have this mech and this fist. Um, mm. uh, and then your friend gets kidnapped for basically doing, sh- doing shady stuff, and <laughs> doing doing some shady stuff against the legion, and you get dragged into the whole whole affair because um, uh, you just want to save your mate. But then. But then things are revealed. <laughs> but then you discover what was actually going yeah, on. Yeah, a bigger plot reveals itself. Um, yeah, so it's a yeah, sort of melee combat focused um, style Metroidvania. Obviously, you gain more abilities you go on, and then you get the abilities to go to more areas, blah, 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 blah. All of that is as you would expect. Um, but I'm constantly surprised by, like, given that this isn't really like a full blown title, but I am surprised by just how good things how well this is made like it comes together pretty well sure it's got some rough edges like the music thing i mentioned earlier mm. like they're like that's a bit of a weird black mark and the sound bugs in the vocals that's a bit strange um and it also does this little like you know i mentioned like when I, when I was talking about planet of lana before i said i was like there's these mildly annoying fades to black like which seemed like well if this was a real slick production they wouldn't need to do that they would just slide straight into it from here like right. there was no need for that this does that every time you move into a new room like so there's like there's like a weird it's very quick but there's like a weird fade up from black and sometimes the environment hasn't properly loaded fast enough so the fade isn't even covering the thing that no. it's meant to cover really like some of the, like most of the time it's the lighting it's like, that hasn't caught up so that like it's not just like ambient occlusion and stuff there's like like actual light sources just haven't turned on it seems for like a split second before so you get this some there are some parts of the game where you get this like unfortunate juddering and uh uh you can sort of and that sort of extends to the to the animation as well. It's a little bit like Thirsty Suitors in the sense that there's there are spots in this game where the animation is surprisingly great, like really quite well done. 
um, and the fidelity is neat. But then there are spot, other spots where it's really pretty ropey. <laughs> like, you know, it's a, it's a very mixed bag. Mm. They, um, the cutscenes are great, for instance, like when they do a proper full-on cutscene, uh, some of which are video and very poorly compressed video. I should point <laughs> that out. Um, uh, but when, yeah, when they do those cutscenes, it's like, yeah, the animation quality is, is, is decent. Um, and it's got like, okay, when you, I'm, I'm quite a lot of hours into this actually, cause I sort of just, I've sort of binged it in a couple of sittings. It's an, and I think I'm probably only halfway through it at this point, but it's a, it's a, like, it's got a good combo sort of system that you event that sort of opens up over time. So you're encouraged to not just, uh, not just punch someone in the face, but if you can get them lifted and air juggle them around a bit, you know, not quite to the extent that was in um, uh, the other rabbit-based combat game, the name I can't remember, that we've done a video of on the site. Um, you know the one. Um, it's not quite as ridiculous air comboing as, as, as that game was, but um, but yeah, you're, you're, you're encouraged to learn the timings and, 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 and get stuff together so you juggle people around so they're not not in your face and doing more damage to them because uh, uh, there can be quite a lot going on in some of the fights. Um, so you need to be, a, and there's no, or even though it has like a dash escape, you're not invulnerable doing your dash. See, so you, and you can't pass through people with your dash. You do have to manage your space and you, and you can't use that dash to cancel out of attacks. So you have to be pretty deliberate with your, with the way you face the combat. Mm. Um, and it's just comes together pretty it just the whole thing hangs together pretty well. It's um yeah, a few rough edges, but I'm enjoying my time of it. Uh thank you, Easy Allies. You were right. <laughs> nice. I don't know when it came out. I think it's like a twenty twenty one game, something like that. But it's um yeah, but it's good. It's good. Just like RoboQuest, just ignore the stupid somewhat stupid name, I guess. Like and bunny rabbit box <laughs> no it's neat uh, I'm sure there's more but that's all I can think of right now okay I played a uh, not not video game talk but I, um, over the last couple of days I've played a few I've played several rounds of taco cat goat cheese pizza which is a uh, goat cheese pizza taco cat goat cheese pizza okay. uh, which is a uh it's kind of like a, a snap adjacent party game. Like not quite ugh, I mean it's got similarities to Dobble, I guess. Snap adjacent. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I see. So like basically so the game works by like you saying you you're at the start of a round everyone is as when everyone plays a card and you play a card blind, you don't know what's coming up at your your deck next. Um you say the next word in sequence, so it's like taco, cat, goat. And if the card you play matches the the word you're saying then everyone has to slap in and it's the last person that slaps in that then picks up the deck and it's uno rules essentially you want to clear your hand clear your deck um uh but i'm playing it with some people who are let's say they're not small people <laughs> quite, they're quite large not in the like but heavy heads laughing yeah <laughs> my hand is injured. Like my hand actually. actually you were winning, but were you? <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it worth it? I'd like it. It really did actually hurt quite a lot towards the end. And like Ooh. even now, even like today, I could like I'm just move if I move my hand at certain angles. Like I'm, I'm sure there's some bruises in there somewhere. 
Um, yeah, be careful you play that game with it's it's fun, uh, and there's there's more there are other mechanics to to make you do stupid actions as well as the the simple snap rules, but they all involve a slap at some point, <laughs> and it's um yeah, take care of your hands. <laughs> also, don't play Power Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that one, and then Pizza Tower eventually. Is that- <laughs> yeah, I guess so. All the pizza games. Of the, All the uh, pizza games. The pizza, the pizza genre. <laughs> and that is the next video that's going to come out on the channel, probably. Is uh, yes, from that genre? Yes, yeah, it's from that, that genre. Game. Yeah, oh, that okay. is that game. We've done a video on Pizza Tower. Excellent. Yeah. Um, That'll be coming up on our YouTube channel then. Is that the next one then? Oh, amazing. Wow. Okay. If we stay in sequence, which is normally recommended for us. like <laughs> So okay. it'll, be, it'll be a while until you see Sonic Adventure Part 2, because Sonic Adventure Part 1 came out today. Yes. Yeah, check that out on our YouTube channel, Happy Salad. Um, and you know where to find the podcast. They're here on where you found this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever that was. <laughs> Whatever you did, do that on again. On our website, happysalad.net, or it could have just been on iTunes or whatever it's called now that doesn't exist does it what's it called podcast it's just, just apple music isn't it like... yeah there is no itunes um but i'm sure you can find us on whatever podcatcher <laughs> microsoft groove <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing it was it's very dead now <laughs> get a zoom <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> get us on your zoom um yeah I think that'll do it for this podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our summary of the year and uh, what we've been up to. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another one of these here sidecasts. Well, hang on, before before we go, before we go, yeah, can we just have Dan's quick five second review of the first two Fast and Furious films? <laughs> uh, the first one's better. <laughs> right? Yep. Agreed. Yeah, the second one is definitely a more formulaic, just action film i guess but like not. yeah it had some it's, had fun. it's moments, fine i guess yeah. the second one i quite like the bit where they just run down the end but in cars to, <laughs> to the thing and then come back twice right or yeah. whatever <laughs> that was quite a good stupid challenge the drag race but like well, run, yeah, to sort the, of drag race. <clears throat> run to the tire and back twice and if we win we keep your cars okay fine of course people seem way to too that. way too ready yeah. to just agree to challenge <laughs> totally like agree that. to that yeah um but yeah, I'm looking forward to Vin Diesel really made that first one. I'm looking forward to him coming back in subsequent Fast and Furious films. That With we all his granny shifting watch. and double clutching nonsense. <laughs> Not <laughs> double clutching like you should. Whatever that, whatever that statement even means. I mean, double clutching was a thing that you had to do, like in a in like a mini rally car, wasn't it? A, a Monte Carlo rally, right? I think it's a rallying technique. It's not for Drag it's racing. not for like drag racing, I don't think. Well, anyway, I think like the the normal thing is like left foot, right, left foot braking, sure, where you're yeah. running the clutch and the brake at the same time. Mm. Well, if, if they even use a clutch, like like they don't anymore, right? Presumably, it's all like paddle shifters. Well, yeah, in rally, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, like, mm, synchronized. They might still use a clutch in rally, even if it's a power shifter, because of the reason you'd want to use well, a clutch uh, yeah, in a rally car. Yeah, it's maybe, maybe it has a manual clutch, yeah, so you can just you know disengage and then re-engage to cause a fling. 
Yeah. Well, there's our film review section at the <laughs> there end. Okay, we got, we got, we got it. <laughs> um, we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.